Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the chicken. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, here we go on a Thursday. We are out at Castleton at Joe's Grill. A combination for you. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots Week 17. We'll dive into that later on tonight. And what I guess on the schedule maybe. Two months ago, probably looked like a really prime game. But since then, the Titans and their injury list is going to look fantastic. Probably better than their team coming up later on tonight. The Titans and the Cowboys and 815 get together. I guess if for nothing else, uh, for those of you out there that are Colts fans and obviously recognize the crap water season this is right now fully, at least you can look at this Titans game, and probably a lot of you around here were sick and tired of hearing Titans this and Titans that, and Jim Irsay loves Mike Vrabel, and hey, look at John Robinson. Look what they do. Look what they do with Tannehill. They run the football. Man, Chris Ballard really loved Mike Vrabel. All that stuff you had to hear over the past couple of years, you probably are celebrating the fact that the Titans are just crapping their way right out of the playoff picture, certainly out of winning the AFC South. They're right there, and obviously it's going to come down to the final week of the season with Jacksonville, but this is one, if you got prime video, if you're watching it coming up later on tonight, you may just watch because you can continue to watch the crumbling downfall within the AFC South of the Tennessee Titans, and you feel good about the fact maybe that while the Colts are also one of those teams that are crumbling and need put back together again, they are not the only one. I don't know. I'm trying to find something for you with this game coming up later on tonight. We'll talk about that. We'll get into our Larceny Bourbon Locks and our Luna's Will Tequila Shots for week number 17. Our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, joins me coming up in just a couple of minutes about that. The House of Nally is our location because this is also a tavern tour stop. 
for the month of December. We're going to fire that back up coming up in 2023 as well. So this has gone now. And look, man, this Mark's in the house right here. My jet setter, Mark's in the house. He's been to Aruba. He's been to Wisconsin. I'm assuming he liked one a lot better than the other. So good. He's going to watch Minnesota play in this bad boy mower bowl or whatever this is against uh, Syracuse right now. Some of the worst grass of all time. I don't know if I'd want bad boy mowers. And they go, hey, look at the grass right here. This looks fantastic. Uh, anyway, that's a bowl series game that's going on right now. We'll get to that coming up in a bit as well. But uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention. Tavern Tour Stop 2023 is coming at you. When I bring Brent on here, we will talk about that. But a couple of things before that. Pacers and Cavaliers coming up later on tonight. Now, I talk about the Cavaliers more than just occasionally because our good friend, both Cam the engineer, who went to high school with him, and my friend, because I played a lot of pickup basketball with him at Perry Meridian, the former Belmont College standout, Dylan Windler, who looked really good in the preseason, who was getting a lot of props from J.B. Bickerstaff, his head coach in the preseason, about the amount of clock he was going to get. And then what has been his situation throughout his time in the NBA so far, he just can't stay away from injuries. And right now he is rehabbing a hamstring injury. He is in Cleveland doing that. The Cavaliers are here coming up later on tonight. That is a 7 o'clock start. And if you go back a couple of weeks, it'll be two weeks, I believe, on Friday is when the Pacers went over to Cleveland. And as far as good NBA teams are concerned, I thought that that was the best. Now, granted, they looked really good for the most part of the game the other night against Atlanta. But that was the best that I thought the Pacers had played up until the end of the fourth quarter against a top-notch team in the NBA like Cleveland is. And they just failed down the stretch. Now, you can also look at it this way. The Cavaliers have a major dude here. And I know that Steely Dan laughed, but they have a major dude here. Uh, The major dude is Donovan Mitchell, and he played the role of major dude in that game almost two weeks ago. He took it over shot after shot after shot down the stretch, and the Pacers lose. But all in all, the way you look at it last time out, against one of the Eastern Conference's better teams, the Pacers looked really good on the road against that team. So I don't know about any payback later on tonight. I don't know exactly what to be looking for or what to tell you what to look for other than this. Other than look for the consistency of a higher level of play. And hopefully there's not a significant drop-off. Hopefully we see a lot of what we saw through the better part of three-plus quarters almost two weeks ago against a really good team in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey, listen, if it came down, what's up, Kevin, to a little bit of revenge, if it came down to a little bit of payback because you look back at that game and that could have been that could have been a feather in the proverbial cap of this team for the season so far, and they have many. There's not a lot of reasons at all for you to be unhappy with this basketball team, unlike being unhappy with this football team. You have a myriad of reasons there to be unhappy. And we go over these day after day, and I think both physically and mentally, you're worn out of day after day us going over those shortcomings, those failings. But the Pacers haven't given you much reason 
In fact, they are further, much further ahead in terms of where you thought they were going to be right now, and that gives you a level of interest that you probably didn't have at the beginning of the season. Or let me better put this. I thought by now that maybe the fresh, the new feeling, you know, you get that fresh new feeling all the time. It's like me putting on a new pair of socks, right? New pair of socks, new pair of drawers. You feel really good about it. And then that new fresh feeling wears off a little bit. And I thought maybe by now, maybe about the turn of the calendar, that that would have worn off on this Pacer team. But no, they keep inspiring you. And I thought the other night, and I mentioned this yesterday, and that went over Atlanta where they had a full house. I thought the other night they not only inspired people, I think, to tune in television-wise, but they've inspired people to go down and check out the product. And some that were a part of that sellout the other night that probably weren't really recognizing what this team is, who this team is, what they're about. Maybe you heard some hearsay. Maybe you heard about Halliburton. Maybe you engaged in the conversation when you had that thing with Zerbiak and we were talking about that. Uh, Maybe you hear all the time, you know, my back and forth or you read my back and forth on Twitter regarding 33. These may have been some of the things that, that you knew. And you just kind of got it by virtue of, of hanging around and being there. But now maybe you're more focused. Now maybe you kind of understand why I always say, why in the world would you even consider trading Buddy Heald? Heard that again yesterday. Well, you know, you got Mather in here. You know what? Find a collection of the best players for your team. Find a collection of the best players that are consistent shot makers for your team, and, man, hold on to them as tight as you can. That's what the NBA is about right now. Hey, we'll fall in love with talking about great defensive efforts and great individual defensive players when this team gets better. Right now, it is about solidifying and raising the bar on the offense. And when people bring up constantly, and they do with 33 all the time, that notwithstanding. But when they bring up Buddy Heald in terms of, well, you know, you, you got to give Matherin some playing time. No, 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 no. Find clock for everybody. You find clock for shot makers. That's how this is. That's how this goes. That's how it goes collegiately. That's how it goes in high school. That's how it goes anywhere now. Shot making ability is right there. And I am, I'm all for the Charlie Hustles. I'm all for those are out there that are out there on the floor to be a defensive asset. But from a Pacer standpoint, the way that you're building, you continue to build, you continue to flourish, you continue in this season to impress because you have dudes that are making shots. And you have dudes that are making shots that enjoy playing with one another. And you can see that. That's not just something that I'm faking here. A lot of people would say, well, I give it the eyeball test. Or a lot of people would say, you know, I could tell. And you know, through my vision of watching basketball for so many years. And, you know, a lot of times that's just a bunch of crap. Now, this is something you absolutely see. Absolutely see. So maybe some eyeballs were opened a little bit more the other night, and this would be another opportunity. It's an interesting time because, as you can tell, if you're out and about right now listening to this show, whether it's on 93.5 or 107.5 The Fan, uh, you can tell that absolutely nobody's working. But nobody is working right now except for me, and this is kind of a half-ass work. It's not like I'm doing anything hard here. I'm sitting here talking about sports and 
playing some music and giving away some tickets. I'm going to tell you how maybe you could get on a flight with the uh, Colts private jet and go to New York this weekend. Um, I'm going to get some drinks. We're going to have some some Larceny bourbon and some ginger ale in a little bit. We're going to do our uh, locks and shots coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Natalie's going to set me up. I'm probably going to eat. I mean, yeah, it's not like I'm working a jackhammer here. I always say that. But you can tell if you're out and about that absolutely nobody nobody is working right now. Uh, for the better part of everybody around here, nobody is working. And I think that's interesting. You've got these games that are at home coming up here. You had the one in Atlanta the other night. You had the one against the Cavaliers tonight. And then you had that matinee on New Year's Eve afternoon against Paul George and the Clippers. What a great opportunity if you're this team to introduce yourself even more so to live eyeballs, to fans, to younger fans that may not have been paying a great deal of attention because they were still dialed in on a hopeless Colts season, still dialed in on college football. I mean, anything else that may distract you from worrying about the NBA and or the Pacers before the NBA trade deadline in February, which is sometimes how it goes, these are two really good games, just like the other night against Atlanta, to show, what's up, brother, exactly what you are and probably introduce yourself a little bit more in depth to a group that hasn't seen it. Thank you very much for that. Speaking of which, hasn't seen it or hasn't had the opportunity as of yet to notice it. So from that standpoint, against a good team, and really against a good team, you had a good team the other night, decent team in Atlanta. Got a good team tonight in Cleveland. Got a good team coming in on Saturday afternoon against the Clippers. This is a good opportunity to introduce yourself to more of those fans that may be on the fringe and now may be noticing a little bit more. We'll talk about even further on that coming up a little bit later on. Before I get to Brent Halverson, I didn't want to bring this up. I saw uh, the passing of worldwide soccer legend Pele of Brazil at the age of 82. He had been battling and trying to battle back uh, from a form of cancer, I believe. Um, And there have been reports, hey, he's doing better, hey, he's not doing so good. Uh, And evidently, according to reports, he has passed away today. I was thinking about this on my way in when I learned that news. Especially when I was young, you didn't have a lot of worldwide, a lot of global personalities in sports. And Pele was right there. Pele was right there. And I know that I wasn't a soccer person. And I've told you this before. I was a huge Reds fan, huge basketball fan. You know, watched certainly IU back in the day. I'm talking about when when Pele was flourishing and certainly at the end of his career in the 80s. And I should say check that in the 70s, and I think early 80s as well. But, you know, the worldwide sports personality, because he crossed so many boundaries from sports uh, through politics, was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, to me, that is it. When you were looking for a global personality of that level, um, as far as over my time span of being a, a sports fan, Muhammad Ali is at the top of that list. But even though I wasn't a soccer fan growing up, you constantly heard the name Pele. Constantly heard it. And he was a global phenomenon. And he was right up there. Maybe not in our minds with Muhammad Ali, for example. Maybe you have somebody else. 
mean, yeah, don't, don't be wrong. I love Pete Rose. I love Johnny Bench. I love George Brett, right? When you were growing up, loved Julius Irving. When I was growing up, you know, before I was 10 years old, I remember all these sports names that I love, but those were not global sports names. Uh, Muhammad Ali certainly was, and uh, Pele was as well. So interesting to recognize that, even though I know we don't have a lot of deeply rooted soccer fans unless the World Cup was going on as it was back at the end of November and early December when everybody was dialed in. I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people, certainly more than usual, were dialed in. But one of those those global sports personalities right at the top of that list that has stood the test of time with that in mind is that of Pele. And Pele has passed away today at the age of 82. You may have other names. Those are the two that immediately pop into my mind. As And, and I, I come from an era of ABC's wide world of sports where they would focus in on a lot of what both did, a lot of where both were in their careers. And granted, both were in the tail end of their careers as I was growing old, basically as I was growing into double-digit years in 1980 at the age of 10. You know, they were, they were pretty much fading as far as their careers were concerned. But the one thing that didn't, was their global name recognition, which is strong today as it was even back then. And you don't have a lot of those names. You don't have a lot of those personalities. And certainly Pele was one of those. All right, we're live at Joe's Grill today. A Larcity Bourbon and Luna Azul Tequila Locks and Shots, week number 17. Our picks coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, thank you guys very much for watching us. You not only can see me here, but also because we're going to double down on this tavern tour stop here at Joe's Grill in Castleton. Our betting analyst, Britt Halverson, is in the house. Sir, thank you very much. How are you? John, happy Thursday, my friend. Right back at you. A good spot to be here in Castleton. Great spot. And to nobody be here. is working, by the way, including people <laughs> in here with us. Got a great crowd. So, this yes. is great. Got, yeah. Come on out and join us. We've got some samples flowing. And uh, week 17. You believe that? Already. I feel like we just started this two weeks ago. Already. And for Colts fans, they probably are good <laughs> that this thing is speeding up. up here to hurry, hurry up. Hurry up and lose. Hurry up and lose and get it over I with. I need the Colts to win this week and beat the Giants, John. Just to, There's a couple scenarios we can talk about for those Packers, and one of them, Giants have to lose both games. I don't really know that's going to happen against the Colts this week. No, it doesn't look like it's it going to happen. For Colts good. fans, I mean, you, you just want to have the – give yourself the best opportunity to be the worst <laughs> – so you can be um, at least have the um, have an opportunity at what you want sure. as a draftable they get, quarterback. They get a top five pick. I mean, there's five good quarterbacks out there, but they can get you know the top three of them. You have a shot at them. So you know that's probably not a bad call. And then you got Derek Carr. What's going to happen with that? You know, yeah. is, that a, is that a scenario that might come? I hope that? not. I know a lot know. of people say, "Oh, I think so." I I think we've been down this path. There's no way we go down this path again. Yep. Now. People say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Don't say no way. And these people, Brent, are right. Yeah. Because who knows how this is going to look. I don't know. I don't know if Chris Ballard, who evidently is still going to be here after this year for whatever reason, but I don't know. I don't know if he likes Levis. I don't know if he likes um, C.J. Stroud. And we'll get a lot more out of C.J. Stroud. We can still see what he has to offer in a game against high-level defensive talent. Um, and – 
you know, we don't obviously sit here right now and think they're going to have a, a shot at Bryce Young. And then you have other names as well. We don't know if we like any of them. Yeah. So it, maybe it comes down to a situation like it was last year when the owner says, hey, you know what? There's no way in the world Carson Wentz is going to be on this team ever again. So I don't care what the solution is, but find a viable solution and do it ASAP so we can move on down the road. And their viable solution turned out to be not so viable with uh, both, really, when you think about it, with both um, uh, Matt Ryan and, as it turned out, as we saw on Monday night with Nick Foles, who was uh, ugly and as bad as anybody could ask for right there. Yeah, it, it, it's been a rough year, to say the least. Yes, right? rough so year. I, I think that uh, you're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of speculation on what can happen. There's going to be a lot of activity out there. But, again, it's really going to come into play where they get seated at and where their pick is and then what's going to be available and who's going to make that call. Yeah. Is it going to be Ballard? Is it going to be Jim Irsay? Yes. Right? Like, he, he's got his hands in that uh, pot a little bit much. So, uh, it'll be interesting. It's, uh, you know, we've got two weeks left to see how that fares, and uh, then we'll uh, speculate till the uh, draft in April. The uh, start of Week 17 is tonight with the Cowboys and the Titans. You know, besides just the El Foldo that the Titans are going through right now, and maybe for Colts fans that, that watched T.Y. Hilton make a play last time out in that Cowboy uniform for the first time, anything stand out to you about this standalone Thursday night at Brent? Well, I mean, you've got the Tennessee Titans that are basically sitting the entire team. We have to dress up and get down there and go play, John, because they're out of players. Yeah. They're not going to play anybody worthwhile tonight because tonight, right. tonight's game means nothing, nothing. to them. It's really next week against next the Jaguars. Next week is for all the marbles. Whoever wins that game, yeah. you're in. You win the division, right. you're going into the playoffs. So. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier that this uh, injury report is going to be Incredible! What oh, the names are going to be on it for Tennessee tonight? It's outstanding. I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy, and and we've seen it reflected in that line. That line was Dallas nine uh, a few days ago. It's now it was thirteen when I uh, when I printed these out and brought them up here. I just looked. It's now up to fourteen. Yep. Yep. So a lot of money coming in on Dallas. Um, you know, again when you're when you're starting a third string quarterback and you don't have any of your star players really out there, you expect that Dallas is going to have their way with them. So let me tell you this, just for S's and G's here. Let's say that the Titans play well above their head tonight and win with their front-line guys out and the fact that they haven't won in the better part of a month. How does that play into that do-or-die situation next week against Jacksonville? That's kind of what I hope because I think everybody's kind of hoping from a Tennessee standpoint for FUBAR. That's like mind FUBAR right there. That's FUBAR in the mind. You're going, wait a minute. This team had won in over a month. And then you get third-string quarterback, you get all these backup dudes, and you're resting your guys for that standalone opportunity to win the AFC South against Jacksonville. And this team goes out there at home tonight and beats Dallas. So that, that's, that'll play tricks on you a little bit. Your mind will play tricks on you, like the Ghetto Boys said <laughs> back in the early 90s. Your mind's playing tricks on you. Yeah, you know, and I think it's a tall task. But if something were to happen like that, I think that's where Vrabel's going to come in, right? He's going to weigh out who did what. You're still going to put your big stars in. Yeah. Derrick Henry's, of course. That Tannehill thing's a little bit questionable, right? Because he is a he's a 50-50 quarterback in my eyes, right? So uh, if you get a great quarterback play tonight, uh, you might have to do some thinking. But I think you got to go with your you got to go with your starters that got you there. You're sitting them for a reason tonight to keep them healthy for next week. In essence, you know that's kind of what they're yep. really going for. Um, so I don't think it'll change much unless you just get some standout action that uh, you didn't expect to see from somebody that was uh, on a on a teeter-totter if you're going to start or not. Betting analyst Brent Halverson, Lars City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul to key the shots that's coming up for week 17. Ryan Nally is going to join us for those picks in the 4 o'clock hour. Anything else stand out to you? 
Forest you know, games. You mentioned the Packers. Your Packers now are, are right there, given an opportunity. See if they can bust open that door. I'll tell you what, that is a big game, John. So, I mean, basically in that scenario, what needs to happen? Green Bay has two games left, one against the Vikings, one against the Lions. They have to win them both, number one. That has to happen for them to get in. Then they need a little bit of help uh, with either, like I mentioned, the Giants losing both, which I don't see that happening. Uh, The more uh, feasible one I see happening is going to be the Washington Redskins. They need to lose one of the two games. They got a tough matchup. I mean, you got Carson Wentz back in now, too. So, I kind of like to see that as a Packer fan that Wentz was coming back in. Um, and, and they play Cleveland. And, and Cleveland is officially eliminated, but they're still on that Deshaun Watson kind of trial thing, too. So sure. they're going to be playing some football. Um, and then they've got a tough game next week uh, against Dallas Cowboys. So there's a lot still here that can happen. Again, Green Bay wins both, and uh, Washington loses one. The Packers are in the dance, and, and there's no better time to start getting hot than now. We all know they have looked like a dumpster fire the first 10 weeks of the season. Nally wants me to say that again. They I'm look sure like a dumpster does. fire yes. uh, the first 10 weeks of the season. However, you're playing right right now. You win both games. Uh, you get a little help, and you're in. Not, there we go. Go Pack Go. I love it. So it'll be, it'll be a great uh, – it should be a great game. Plus, you got, you know, a big game mon- Monday night, Buffalo and Cincinnati. I mean, that's a, that's a huge game to see who can kind of come in. There's a lot of playoff scenarios really going around these games. And, it, it, you know, again, a couple big ones right now. But uh, I, I look at that Minnesota Green Bay and that Buffalo-Cincinnati is two of the tops. Um, should be some good football this weekend, John. That is Brent Halverson, our betting analyst right there, everybody. So, hey, by the way, that candle that you gave me, that larceny bourbon yeah. candle, that's legit. Isn't you got good? any more of those? Oh, yeah. You know what? I think I, I need to light a candle in every room of my house right there. I'll tell you what I do, Beautiful. John. I, I save up bottles all throughout the year. Yeah. Right? And I go to un- Unplugged Soy Candles and Fishers. They're outstanding. Uh, they you are, did that on your own? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't and I know took that. it to somebody to do them. I, I take them the bottles, they cut them, they fill them. That's what they do. And well, they, I want that done. That's awesome. Yeah, they have some great scent. I mean, it's a great operation they have going up there. They've been doing it for about four years for me now. I just have to start drinking more to get more bottles to get yeah. more cut, you know. So that's awesome. That's though. my New Year's resolution, John. I didn't John. know I'm I drink thought that, that came <laughs> from Heaven Hill Distillery, but you do that on your own. Yes, that's outstanding. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Nice. And the the Larceny Bourbon Pizza Board is now hanging in the kitchen. Isn't that nice? It is great. Pizza man. slash charcuterie, which is always tough to say. And our good friend Joe Now, what Stacey. the hell is that? What did you just say? Charcuterie. What's charcuterie? That's like the hot new thing where you put a bunch of cheeses and meats and such out on that. You know, it's a, it's got a multi-purpose oh, deal. So, yeah, i got to put a, like a cheese and a meat tray out there? Is yeah, what you put it right on top of that board. So I thought it was pizza, just like a pizza board. It is slash charcuterie. Yeah. You can put your meats out there. You can cut all, you can all kinds of stuff on it. Really, no really idea. nice piece. Awesome. All right. Well, Brent's going to be back coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour with all we need to know. Nally's going to join us as well. Again, we're going to double down on this Thursday. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool, Tequila Shots. That is coming up for Week 17. And we've got our Tavern Tour stop for the month of December. And are you going to give us the January? Because we're going to start in 2023 again with Tavern Tours. We correct? are. I'm not going to announce, we're not going to announce that yet. We're going to wait until okay. the first of the year. Okay. And we're still, if anybody's out there listening, if you'd like to have us come take, yes. a, take a tour of the uh, facility, let us know because uh, we're going to be looking to fill those. Got a good list right now building, but uh, we're always looking for some great new spots maybe we haven't thought of. If you have or you go to a tavern, Kind of like what we're describing here. A hole in the wall, a tavern, a spot, a place, whatever. Something that would, by definition, be exactly where we need to go for a tavern tour stop. Let us know. Absolutely. Because we'll both go out there and check it out. 
But we'd love to do it, too. And it, it's not necessarily just in Marion County or on the Donut Counties. We'll go a little bit further out, won't Absolutely, we? We will. Absolutely will. Yeah. It's, it's all about finding these great spots. And, and Joe's Grill here in Castleton, yep. one of the best that I, you know, I, we love coming here, right, John? And, and, and again, no we've, got, we've had a lot of people reach out about doing it again that we've done yeah. already, which we might look doing a couple yeah. other spots as well. But uh, we want to get some new blood out there, too. So if you've got a spot out there, please reach out let us know. And uh, we'd love to uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in 23 on the Tavern Tour. Tavern Tour 23 coming up. That's Brent Halverson right there. We're taking a shot Let's right do a now. shot before you go to break. Really here. quick. Cheers, Let me do this. Cheers Salute. to you. Thank you. Cheers, everybody. Hold on. So smooth, smooth is what it is. Hey, before that break, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, they just saw that Kyle Udemark is back in studio today. Kyle Udemark is winding down his time with me and with us. Kyle is going to go back to school, and Kyle is going to train to do something much, much more worthwhile, intelligent, then what he has to do to babysit my ass on a daily basis right now. So today and tomorrow are the final two days for Kyle Udemark. And let me tell you this, there is absolutely nobody better than, than Kyle Udemark and what he has done for me and for this show. Rarely do you find somebody that you're, you're thinking something and he's already ahead of it and getting it done. That's kind of like I brought this up before. It's kind of like Empire Strikes Back when you had Lando Calrissian and he had that bald dude called the Lobot there, and then Lando would think about it, and the bald dude would go do it, right? Is he going to read Lando's mind? That's exactly – and the bald dude was much smarter than Lando, which is also the case here. But Kyle Udemark has been absolutely spectacular doing this job. And I'm going to leave Kyle some time tomorrow. I'm going to let Kyle come on and, and do a segment and talk about whatever Kyle wants to talk about. But I want to bring, before this first break, Kyle on board and thank him for everything because I want there to be time for you to tweet or maybe even email, but certainly tweet, hit up social media, Kyle Udemark, for what has been a job well done over how many years has it been, Kyle? Four years? Somewhere in that neighborhood now? We started together in, uh, was it? I think it was early 2019, actually, is when we yeah. started full-time, me and you. But um, you have been fantastic at, at what you've done. And, and granted, he was also back then, he was doing the, uh, the Pacer stuff too. So I know the people with the Pacers know exactly how good Kyle is. We are incredibly, incredibly sad to lose somebody of, of your talent and of your work ethic. But congratulations on moving forward. Tell folks out there what you're going to do next. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I've been thinking this is kind of a strange feeling these next couple of days and not thinking ahead to next week and who I'm going to book and potential guests we could use. Um, so it's been really strange for me. But, uh, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm, uh, I'm going to dive into the world. I'm taking um, a page out of my parents' books, and I'm diving into the world of uh, software engineering and software development. So yeah. a totally wow. new direction for me than what this is. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned, too, much, much smarter. You're going to, uh, to have to be a lot smarter than you are with dealing with me right now. But something you don't know about Kyle is a lot of what you hear on Saturday night, I do a lot of imaging. What's that called in radio? It's, it's a lot of what I have that mix songs with movie clips and things of that nature. 
Um, Kyle has probably added with his his editing expertise over 100 of those imaging pieces that I have rolling every Saturday night on the JMV Takeover. Uh, he has been absolutely invaluable and will absolutely be missed. So tomorrow we'll leave it up. I'll give you some time to think about it, and I'll, I'll play along with you, but we'll do a segment together with you at lead coming up tomorrow in your final day. But I can't thank you enough for what you've done. Uh, for me, for our station, for this show, uh, for our building, uh, again, you have been an invaluable piece of a puzzle and will be missed, Kyle. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, it's been a good run every day for the past uh, three, almost four years now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be tough to move on because you have been so good, but um, we'll get you a segment coming up tomorrow. That's Kyle Udemark, everybody. Again, shout out to him on Twitter. Uh, thank him for a job well done. Best of luck, Kyle, man. You've been great. Really appreciate everything you've done for me as well. But uh, John said it all right there. You're going to be missed. Final day tomorrow. Kyle Udemar. Quick break. We'll come back. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Old Tequila Shots, Week 17. Mike Chappell and more coming at you next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. It takes him a second to get on the stool because he's under 5 feet tall. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. And this show is live at Joe's Grill. We're in Castleton. It's a combination platter here for you. We've got our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul, Tequila Shots. Week 17 of the NFL and uh, a tavern tour stop, which will be a year-ender for 2022, but we're going to refire up. For 2023, more Tavern Tours coming up with you, so be ready for those locations. And if you have a location we haven't visited before, we haven't been a part of, please, at JMV 1070, let me know. Shout-out to Joe Childers, who keeps the white tundra out there running smoothly at your local CarX, 14 Central Indiana locations, who is in the house today. Uh, we also announced the uh, final two days of our good friend, and producer of this show, Kyle Unimark. So I would invite you to tweet at Kyle and give him a huge thank you for being a part of this thing for the better part of three-plus, nearly four years. He has been spectacular. He is going out and embarking on a new career, which uh, is much smarter than dealing with my dumbass every single day. Uh, but he has been spectacular. So make sure you tell Kyle via social media, Twitter, what have you. Give him a big thank you. And Kyle's going to have a segment of his own coming up on the show tomorrow. Meantime, Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline from the Indianapolis Star. He covers the Pacers. Dustin DePurak, he joins us. All right, I explained 
these games here coming up. Atlanta the other night in that win. Tonight versus Cleveland. And then that matinee on Saturday afternoon against the Clippers. This is an opportunity to find and to open up a lot more eyes to your product that has played surprisingly to most well. And and to really kind of get past, Dustin, just your hardcore fans like us that we watch on a nightly basis, but to open the eyes, I thought like they did against Atlanta the other night, to some that go, oh, wait a minute, I didn't know this team was that good. I didn't know this team was that talented. I think tonight and certainly on Saturday, that opportunity at Gambridge Fieldhouse for the Pacers is there. Yeah, no, absolutely. These games are really, I think, helpful. I mean, obviously, it's it's Christmas break for a lot of people. You know, college kids are back in town, stuff like that. People have some time off. Uh, have some opportunity to go to these games. And then, uh, you know, obviously the cold season is coming to an end and no one's altogether excited about that, about where things are going there. Uh, you know, IU's got a break, uh, a particularly long one from the 23rd to the 5th. So, I mean, they are, uh, I, th- I think if you're an Indiana sports fan, basically the Pacers, uh, you know, have kind of the limelight for a while. Uh, and, the, and the Hawks game, I think, was, was pretty important. I think it was really helpful. I think they, they went into that road trip uh, you know, starting at Boston, you know, after having scuffled a little bit, having dropped a couple, you know, having blown a big lead against Cleveland, uh, lost, I think, a winnable game against the Knicks. They went out, they beat Boston and Miami. Those were pretty helpful. Obviously, it doesn't end well with the New Orleans blowout. Uh, but I think Atlanta was really one of their most um, – Solid top to bottom performances. They had real issues closing out games, uh, but I thought really did a good job of putting a game away. And I think that's the first time I could say that really, like when they, they went into the fourth quarter with a lead uh, against a team that could that was good enough to take it away from them and make made sure they did just played solid basketball down the stretch so that they could throw in uh, you know their their back bench subs at the end and, and kind of cruise. And then again, you just hadn't seen a lot of comfortable uh, wins for them. Even their victories had been tight ones. They had to hold on for dear life. Even Boston, you know, I mean. The bottom was falling out. If, if that game's another three or four minutes long, they lose, you know, and, and lose significantly. But they were really steady against Atlanta. So then, obviously, you got some. Uh, I, I think, you know, obviously Cleveland is, is you know, a, a top four team in the East. Clippers are top four team in the West. I mean, those are really big time games. If they could, if they could get some wins, they absolutely could. I, I think uh, grab a little bit more. Um, you know, of, of the imagination of, of, of Indianapolis fans. I think Tyrese Halbert, Halbert even said it, you know, this time of year, you know, end of December, beginning of January is really when you, when you, basically everybody kind of decides where you're going to be uh, and, and makes a lot of decisions. Your fans make your decisions whether or not they're going to care about you uh, for the rest of the year. Your, your management makes some decisions about whether or not they're going to trade people or give people up or if they're going to go for it. Um, and so I, I think it, it is, I think, really important stretch. They get a bunch of home games, not only these next three, but they get Portland and Charlotte coming back. Uh, a couple, uh, you know, you know, thirteenth and fourteenth, they got Atlanta, Memphis. They're home a lot uh, for this stretch, so it is really, I think, a, an important time for them to really, you know, again, grab some of the fan, potential fan base. Dustin DePurek of the Star covers the Pacers. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And, and you're right, against Atlanta, you know, they they closed out and and you know made it a a non-issue of sweating things out down the stretch. But how do you end up? trying to get out of the rut they're in right now in the way that they start games. Because it's game after game where they start they start from behind. They did that again against Atlanta the other night. What's the issue, in your opinion, what do they think the issue is with game starts for them? Yeah, no, I mean, it's something they've been, been talking about for a lot, and I don't know that they've necessarily come up with an answer. And, and, and what's also funny, though, is every once in a while they'll have a good start, and it'll be everything else that goes wrong. I mean, they, they were up. 
uh, 16 to six out of the gate against New Orleans, and the bottom just absolutely fell out after that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think they are concerned about the starts, and and, and they need to put together 48 minute games. Um, but you know, there, there are uh, for some reason it, it just tends to happen with this group that, that it takes them a while. It, it it takes a while for shots to fall down. It seems like it takes a while for them to get uh, some flow within the offense. I mean, really, generally their best play comes you know kind of in the second quarter. Uh, I think you know they'll, they'll usually get some good minutes from their second unit around that time, and then the 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 starters tend to finish well. They tend to start thirds a lot better than they start first for some reason i mean clearly i think the uh starting unit has been better um but i mean i think another thing that you're seeing is they'll have a bad initial first three or four minutes and then immediately rally um so i mean, like it's an issue but it's not a major thing i think again a lot of their best performances has been a situation where maybe they'll fall down 11 to 6 or, or they'll fall down you know 12 to 4 or something like that and then it's after that kind of initial wave that They'll, they'll have some of their best ball. Um, you know, like basically they're, they're, the first stint for the starters tends to be, tends to end really well if it doesn't start really well. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just I, they, they haven't come up with a really good answer for that, but they do at least tend to see, you know, somewhere in, in the early going in the first, after maybe about four minutes, they usually kind of come together and say, guys, we're, we're messing up here, and they turn around. And that's, that, that's usually like kind of after maybe that first time out, but they're like, yeah, what what are we doing here? And then all of a sudden they'll they'll run off ten in a row. Um, so you know it, it's it's not a good thing, but it's certainly I, 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 like ultimately first quarters really in the last month or so as a whole have been better, even if the first four minutes haven't been good. So that's the the pure act of the start talking Pacers. Pacers Cavaliers coming up later on tonight. Nearly two weeks ago, the Pacers played to me arguably their best game against high caliber talent and just didn't have enough against Donovan Mitchell down the stretch. Any way that you try to make up for that tonight, especially in terms of the way that you defend one of the better individual players in the NBA? Yeah, I think one thing, I talked to Aaron Neesmith at the end of that game, and, and he got that assignment a little bit down the stretch. It was more, I think Nemhard was on him more frequently. Um, but he just said, you know, like, I've got to be more physical there. As I, I've got to get up in him in a little bit more. I'm really disappointed, and I want that assignment back, uh, you know, was, was what he said to me at the end of that game. Um, and so I think you'll see that from, I, I think that Neesmith will certainly have learned his lesson. I imagine that he'll get, um, that assignment for a period, you know, I'm sure he'll will get it for a period. I'm, I'm sure Nemhar will get it on, on some level. Uh, you know, I think those guys know they just got to get up in them. Now, I mean, obviously in this league, sometimes when a guy really wants to score on you, it doesn't matter. You could do everything right defensively, and he can just score on you because some of these guys are this this good. And no matter, you know, like even if it's them, those star players defending each other, uh, they're better on offense than they are on defense, and they just the guys, you know, find a way to score the basketball in this league. But but my my guess is particularly when Neesmith's on him, but I, I imagine them hard too. They will just make a point of trying to be more physical, just make him work for it. And they really made him, made him work for it for a lot of the first half, uh, really the second half, and really the for, fourth quarter he just went nuts. And it just he, he was just having one of those periods where, you know, he was getting to the lane and throwing stuff up backwards over his head and it was going in. He was hitting every three he could get. Um, he was magnificent in that game, and I, I don't know that there's a lot they really could have done to make a difference, but it, the point is to try to make it uncomfortable at as much as humanly possible. And I think that's what you'll see is, is those guys just trying to get up in and make sure they've got bodies around him, make sure that, that you know help and rotations and all that is, is working out so there's always bodies on him and, and just trying to be as physical with him as they can. But, I mean, he's Donovan Mitchell. He'll probably still end up with 25 to 30, even if they do. Why in the world, in terms of Buddy Heald, would anybody believe that the Pacers should trade him? I mean, just a great shot maker. 
Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the NBA is, and really that's what everything is in basketball right now. Why in the world could you justify wanting to trade him at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I mean, it certainly would have to be justified on the return. You know, you, would, you, you know, like you said, everybody could use him. And if, you know, I, if, if, you are, if you were looking at, if you're the Pacers and you're saying, you know, it's probably going to be two or three years before you're competitive again. If, 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 if that's what you were thinking. And, and when the season started, that might have been what you were thinking. I mean, I, I think obviously he's more um, desirable for them to keep because it seems like they're not as far away. Um, it, but if you thought you were a far, you know, a far ways away, you only have two years with him, um, you know, on, on his contract, and you might say, okay, well, you know, he's, he's taken twenty million dollars. We can open up that cap space. If, like he's he's a useful asset that you can get somebody, you know, get somebody really good for him. If you if you were to package him with Turner, then you can get a lot of assets if you put those two together. For a, you know, a, a contending team could really use guys like that. I mean, like you know, you know, I mean, here's a for instance: if the Lakers were competitive. My God, could they use Buddy Heald? I mean, they, they need shooters so bad on that team. It's disgusting, but the issue is they're not good enough to need them. They're, they're not good enough to be close. I mean, like LeBron needs a shooter so bad. It's, it's just it's painful to watch some of the passes he throws that get, gets wasted with bricks. I mean, if, if he's throwing those passes to Buddy, Buddy's averaging 25 to 30 a night. I mean, it would, just, it would be incredible to see those two guys together. And, and if the Lakers were willing to give up something real and immediate, um, then, you know, the Pacers could obviously be, be helped by that. But, I mean, the Lakers aren't close enough. Uh, to make that kind of deal. So obviously it's just an issue of what kind of assets could you get back, but he's extremely valuable. Um, and, you know, he's a great shot maker. He, he plays so well with Tyrese and he fits with this group. I mean, I don't think he's a good clubhouse presence for everybody, but he's an interesting cat. You know, like he, he doesn't fit in everywhere, but he fits in with this group. This group likes him. Rick really respects the heck out of him. You know, again, Tyrese is that it, he's Tyrese's big brother. And so like right now, like, no, I, I don't see um, it, it, it would have to be a big return and it would have to be an immediate return. You know, you would have to get guys that are capable of playing that are younger, that you're going to have more, you know, more sort of contractual control over, um, you know, you'd have to make the sell, but I mean, he's playing terrific basketball, especially lately. He's been very, very efficient lately. Uh, really good. Just really, you know, confident shooter is not the type that that's going to go on crazy swings where he's, you know, one doesn't go in. So it kind of affects the next one, but he thinks every single one's going in and, you know, and he misses one. He don't care. He's taking take the next one. He's, fearless as far as that's concerned and his fearlessness really i think helps this group he's just he's not scared of anything and so he's been around the league long enough nothing you know really bothers the guy um so you know it, it he is he is a huge asset for the pacers and to move him they would have to get uh a, something very very significant i think uh logic wise it's incredibly silly and sometimes mm-hmm. i understand the whole assets thing but sometimes it absolutely wears me out with the assets sure. you have a shot maker <laughs> Um, you mm-hmm. lean on the shot maker you have under contract right now. Hey, I got to run really quick, but we, we knew that um, Tyrese Halliburton, according to Buddy Hill the other night, tore his spandex. He's questionable or was questionable for tonight's game uh, with torn spandex. What, what, what do you think is his outlook for this evening? Uh, I mean, it's a knee bruise, and he was still questionable on it. I mean, I, I think, you know, I'll just have to get to the arena and, and, and get a sense of, of, of what and, if, you know, see what Rick tells us. But, you know, uh, you got, you know, one thing on one hand, one thing on another. On one hand, Tyrese wants to play. Tyrese Halliburton really wants to play. He had a sore, you know, he, he's had sore groins and stuff and, and, and been sort of 50-50. If Tyrese has the opportunity to play, he will, unless somebody tells him it will be really, really stupid to do so. Now, knee, knee bruises can be tricky, and, you know, I think Andrew Nemhart missed a couple of days with one and once he got back he was 
he he was a new guy, uh, and so it was like he he played one one game with it, you know, wasn't effective at all. Took two games off, and then that's that's when he beats, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the Lakers. I think he missed those two games, and then he you know stuck the three in LeBron's face. So um, you know, knee bruises can be a little bit tricky, and you know, it's a thing that you can make it more painful and make your body just not work as well. And maybe if you just take a day or two off, you come back a new man. And so I, I wouldn't be, you know, I could see it go either way. Tyrese is going to want to play. It's going to be a question of just how the knee reacts. Then he reacts. Obviously, he was able to play through it after he banged it in the first place, um, but we'll see uh, how that turns out. So, you know, I, I, we'll get a better sense when we get in the building and, and have an idea what they're saying. But obviously, he's on the injury report, so it's significant enough to mention. You got it, Dustin. Enjoy the game coming up later on tonight. Have a great new year. We'll do it again in 2023. Sounds great. Thanks so much. You got Dustin DePurak of the Star covers the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Cavaliers, Pacers coming up later on tonight at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Joe's Grill, a combination of our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Will Tequila Shots, and uh, our Tavern Tour stop for the month of December. Brent rejoins. Now he's going to be here. We got our locks and shots top of the hour. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. My vision is to take this team as the first franchise to the Saturn Football League to play against eight-foot gargoyles that run 3-8 speed. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. We are back at Joe's Grill. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Old Tequila Shots, Week 17 in a tavern tour stop. College Hoop tonight, number one, Purdue at 12-0. They get the 2-8 and eight and losers of eight on the road, Florida a and Hey, by the way, Boilermaker fans, that is a 5 p.m. tip time right there. So under an hour before that game gets going for number one, Purdue, up at Mackey Arena. You've got Evansville and Indiana State. My Sycamores are riding a three-game losing streak, and there is no better remedy for a three-game losing streak than having the Purple Aces of Evansville roll into the Holman Center later on tonight. That is an 8 o'clock tip time. 9-4 and four Indiana State, 4-9 and nine Evansville in the Mo Valley. Southern Indiana and Southeast Missouri at 8.30 tonight. Valpo and Drake at 9 o'clock from uh, Iowa coming up later on tonight. Of course, uh, in Des Moines is where Drake is located and where Brent Halverson is going to be going coming up here after this show how about the dogs getting on the board in the Big East? It's a big game for them tonight. They started out the Big East, losers of two straight. UConn and Creighton, that's not been an easy task by any stretch. Providence, meantime, a five-game win streak. Providence, 10-3. and three. Butler, 8-5, and five, 6-30 tonight 
And that's over at Hinkle Fieldhouse, where Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, our betting analyst, will be with the fine products under the Heaven Hill Distillery umbrella. Absolutely, looking forward to it too. I mean, Butler at home—they're they're fun to watch, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they, they need just, to be more fun to they watch. They need to tonight. be more fun yes. tonight. Yes, I, w- I was at that UConn game. That got kind of a little bit ugly. They came back, and yes. then it just the doors fell off. So, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, but against Providence, Providence ten and three squad. Uh, Butler's a three-point favorite, and uh, we will have we'll have some. Uh, Beautiful Heaven Hill girls over there doing some sampling. Well, shout of, uh, out to the beautiful Heaven Hill Distillery girls absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Going to be all kinds of good Now I know where you're going to leave early. Well, yeah, I got to make sure the girls are all good. Yes, John. you I mean, do. Come on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they'll be, uh, we'll be doing some sampling with Evan Williams and Flavors and Larceny, uh, Elijah Craig, and Lunazul. Uh, we'll be in the now, EFG where is that room. located? Can everybody get in on this thing here? So it's at Hinkle Fieldhouse, Hinkle and it's going to be located. And this is in the EFG room tonight. The EFG. So that is a EFG. 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 Yes. So that's the back gym inside of the inside of Hinkle. Yeah. Right where they have it's it's basically uh, anybody that's a donor gets in there. I think there's about okay. two thousand people that get in there. So our friend Gutshot Greg, I guarantee his ass will be in there. Well, good. Because he's some EFG in too, I think. Well, Gutshot so Greg, Greg Gutshot Gutshot Greg will be over there, and he'll be high stepping to all the samples well, from we'll, the Heaven we'll, Hill we'll Distillery. We'll be doing umbrella. that, and, he, and I'll tell you what: in the EFG, it's so big and beautiful. And then again, we'll have that little sampling table. I'll go get him some uh, Gutshot Greg. Come find me. Gutshot, we'll get some, find We'll him. get some true samples like we're giving away here at Joe's Grill today. So. Uh, come on up uh, here till six, right? And then I'm yes. gonna stuck out a little bit early, but I'm gonna leave my tab with you, John. You I love when you leave a tab. Look at Ross. Hey, shout out to Brent leaving his tab <laughs> every day. Every, every time yeah. Brent leaves his tab for <laughs> Nally, and Nally somehow. <laughs> This is a dangerous proposition. I'm telling you. Look at this crowd that's here, too. Look, right? yeah, everybody's, now everybody's pulled up and going, holy hell. Yeah, I'm <laughs> easily influenced. <laughs> we know, I do know that. Tab. I can vouch yeah. for him on that one. Leave the tab, everybody. What time are you going to be over at Ankle? Uh, so, 5 o'clock, doors open, game tips at 6.30. So, we'll be over there at uh, a little bit after 5. And then uh, EFG until... Uh, till the game tips. And then at halftime will be open. And then right at the tip of the second half, the girls will be done. EFG's closing out. So... We'll be there. Hopefully, watch a Butler Bulldog win. Yeah, they need it too tonight too. They got to finally get on the board here within the Big East. Providence winners of five straight. Butler, they've lost their first two in the Big East, eight and five and ten and three at Hinkle. Gutshot, if you're going over there tonight, man, get in the EFG room and make sure you get yourself a little frosty before you head in there to watch Butler. What does that EFG mean? Like, what is that? What is that? Uh, hey, man, where, where's Brady Collier? Hey, Brady Collier, if you're listening out there, tell us. I mean, I know. It's probably know. something I should know right now. I know I could say it, but it probably wouldn't I mean, be radio. That, yeah, it'd be that, radio would not be, that would not be radio savvy from you now. No, I just, that's, that's why I said. I, you know. It stands for the Efroisman <laughs> Family Gym, and I'm probably yes. not saying that name right. I, just, yeah. you know. I can't ever say it right. Efroisman? Efromsman? Yeah. Family gym. So I think you're I thinking, named I after. I like everything blank goes, but <laughs> <laughs> or not. Well, I meant Liz Halverson. Yeah. That's right. And he's leaving his tab yeah. here. Everything hey, Think about it. He's going to be stretched to the limit. He's leaving his tab open here and then going over there and having an open tab If there. I had a spot that was like EFG, it'd be like everything yeah. here goes. <laughs> I like it, man. I like All right. it. All right. You guys ready for week 17, Let's by the way? It. Tavern tour as well. You guys got food, great beverages, and an open tab even Let's when Brent Halverson leaves, right? They, right? Hey, John, I'll tell hey, you what. Go, look at that. They call this the best little bar in Indy, and that, that is true. And, and again, I've, I've, this is one of the greatest I've ever known right here in Mr. Ryan Nally, but uh, all the Joe's Grills and Free yes. Spirit, I mean, awesome locations. I've been coming here for, what, 15, 20 years every really? Sunday to watch football, and uh, there's not a better place. I mean, look at the TV selection. You get right every there, single game on, so 
uh, and their food, which, man, I had the uh, uh, chicken and noodles today. Holy cow. Homemade. I saw it. I think, I think Mac up there had the chicken and noodles, we too, if I saw it. Oh, it'll well sell done, it's, Mac. It's Mackerel babies in It's the outstanding. All right, you guys ready to do week 17 let's here? Let's do it. Let's, no, let's go. Kyle the Unimark, the short timer back let's in the close studio. This out. We only got two more weeks. Cue oh, no, the great, band, Kyle. Week 17, our Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Zool Tequila Shots begins tonight at Nashville, your primetime Thursday nighter, Dallas and Tennessee. Everybody that's any good whatsoever is going to be on the injured report for Tennessee later on tonight. You know what I'm going to do? They're 13-point home underdogs. Just for S's and G's, I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans and the 13 points because I want a little mind foobar going in that final week of the season when it really matters in their matchup against Jacksonville. Hey, well, you maybe this is the team we should roll with now. We haven't won in a month and a half. Let's go with all these third stringers. I want a little mind foobar going. I'm going to take the 13, Brent. Give me the Titans at home tonight for that reason. This game is wild because it was nine-point Dallas favorite uh, just two days ago, and we've seen a lot of money. I think it's even jumping up to 14 in some spots. Uh, Tennessee is sitting 10 of their starters, right? And uh, Dobbs is now the quarterback. Dobbs is now the quarterback. Josh Dobbs is the quarterback, so Willis is out. out. I love it, baby. It's a lot of guys out, John. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against you here. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is just a slaughter fest tonight. That's a big number to lay, as we all know, in this league. But uh, give me the Cowboys to get the cover. Break the tie, Nally. Scary to keep right off the bat agreeing with Halby. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. I don't like Shoot that. Shoot him up. Don't you like hey, Derek Henry's, like, like Henry's questionable? He's not playing. He's out. No, yeah, no, he's no. Out. Anybody that's any good is not playing. They're tonight. all out. So, yeah, yeah my, my scenario Cowboys. is so good. Bet the house, the dog, you guys. The regulators aren't riding with me here. Why is that? That's the house. I, I did see Tony Pollard is out, uh, so you're going to see Zeke in a lot of action long. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Zeke all day. Regulators, mount up. You're not riding with me. I'm all <laughs> alone on this thing right here. All right. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Let's move on to this weekend. Of course, the 1 o'clock start for Atlanta and Arizona. I don't find much about this game appealing other than, obviously, we're making our picks in our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Zulta. Keep the shots. Atlanta, three and a half points. Favorites at home, Circle of Falcons take Atlanta, Brent. I'm against you here. I mean, again, this is this game means nothing. They're both these teams are eliminated, and you just don't know what team, what what the motivation is going to be for either team to play here. So that being said, I want to catch the points. I don't want to give them. I'm going to take uh, Arizona plus three and a half. Now, <laughs> uh, Dirty Birds, no Falcon way, Atlanta. One o'clock to start at Ford Field. Just when you want to log on and roll with the Lions. They kind of let you down last week a little bit here. What are they, six-point favorites at home against the Bears? I think, to me, that's easy. Lay the six, take the Lions at home, coming up on Sunday at Ford Field. Brent! I might be cheering for the Bears bigger than I ever have. I just want to see the, the Lions get beat. I just don't think it's going to happen. Detroit's been playing some good football. They're the team that scares me the most. And, and again, we talked about the Packers scenario earlier. Uh, Packers have to beat Minnesota this week and Detroit next week. That Detroit game scares me more. I'm going to take Detroit this week. Lay the six. Now. I thought you were going to go with your heart. We'll take it, Detroit. I like it now. We're all three on the same page there, aren't we? Scary, isn't it? Beautiful right there. Kansas City and Denver, man. What an upheaval in Denver. Got embarrassed over the weekend in that standalone Sunday afternoon. Or Nathaniel Hackett didn't get an entire rookie season to be the coach. An absolute mess. 12.5-point favorites at Arrowhead, Kansas City. Sorry, this is an easy one right here. 
Lay the 12 and a half. Even that big fat number, lay the 12 and a half, take the Chiefs at home. Brent? Yeah, I'm with you here. I mean, Denver is a complete dumpster fire as well, as we talked about a lot of few teams here. But uh, Kansas City, 12 and a half. I'll take them at home. They're still playing for that first round uh, home field advantage, first round bye. Buffalo will clinch that position if Buffalo wins and Kansas City loses. I don't see Kansas City losing. I'll lay the, third, or the uh, 12 and a half. What do you got now? Sweet, KC. Like it there. All smart moves. One o'clock to start. Miami and New England. You know the situation with Tua. Teddy Bridgewater was in line as of yesterday to start, so I'm assuming he is. I don't know if he's been named officially the starter. but Tua know where he's playing Yeah, right well, I mean, Tua's had a concussion, so that dude's not going to play. More shots coming, too. Add that to the Brent Halverson tab when he bails out of here coming up at 430. <laughs> Check, please. You know, I don't like New England. I think they stink, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the three and take New England and Foxborough over Miami coming up on Sunday. Brent? You know, Miami has been in a just a downward spiral. They've lost four yeah. games. They lost every game in December so far this this month, and it's just they're not looking good. I don't like this New England squad either, but uh, I think in this situation, I'm going to take New England with you, John. I'll lay the three. Nels? New England, sir. All right, let's move on. Philadelphia and New Orleans, one of the stories in the NFC this season has certainly been the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at them right now. Five and a half point favorites. I know you look at them last week and you kind of wonder, but man, because of the whole uh, Jalen Hurts injury late in the season, you kind of knew where that was going and the Cowboys had to have a huge comeback. But I'm going to go ahead and stick with Philly right here. Lay the five and a half. Take the Eagles at home. Brent? Yeah, I think Philly's definitely the better team. It just all comes down to quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, right? If Philly, they'll clinch the NFC East division title with a win yep. or with a Dallas loss or tie. But uh, I'm going to join you here. I'll take Philadelphia. I'll lay that five and a half. Nels? Gardner Minshew in that stash. Carolina, I kind of dig it, too. I mean, they, they are they were a foobar and a mess and then, you know, kind of became a little bit interesting here down the stretch here. They are actually on the road in Tampa. They are three-point, check that, three-and-a-half-point underdogs as of right now. I'm going to take that three-and-a-half and take Carolina Brent on the road Sunday. Yeah, you know, this is a tough game. It's actually at three, John, so oh, it would be cool. three plus three. Um, I would take it at three, three-and-a-half or whatever. Yeah, you know, Tampa, they haven't looked good. I mean, they have the worst against the spread work record in the NFL. They're three, 11, and one, so mm. that's not a good spot. They're sitting at seven and eight, and you've got a Carolina squad here. They got Everybody's fighting for something here, right? I, I'm going to go ahead and take Brady. I think this is where Brady's going to stand up and coming into playoff time. If, if Tampa Bay wins, they clinch the NFC South. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they get it done and cover. Give me Tampa. We got now? Tampa Tom. TB. Carson Wentz is your starter at 1 o'clock in D.C. coming up on Sunday, too. It is Cleveland with nothing to play for. Uh, Washington is still in there. I, you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to go ahead and lay the two points. I'm going to take Carson Wentz in Washington just so I'll have something even more to talk about on Monday right here, if that happens. <laughs> so give me Wentz and the Commanders at home. Lay the two on Sunday, Brent. A tricky game. He's Like you said, Cleveland is officially out. They have no chance to get in the playoffs whatsoever. However, they're still on this Deshaun Watson kind of getting him back in the groove thing. Uh, they got a good little squad. I don't know how much they're going to play. That's a problem. Uh, Wentz being back, I like that as a Packer fan. I like to see him in there. I hope that they lose the game. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Washington with you, John. I'll lay the two. Run out. In the great words of Nick Lulo, I would say that Deshaun Watson is a misogynist. A misogynist. Misogynist. All and right. We are going to go further with. <laughs> we are going to go. We are going to roll with those. 
Washington Commanders. Masuginous. Masuginous. Yeah, please, for the love of God, somebody put that in the encyclopedia. Creating new words as we speak. I love creating new words on this show. Nick Luna's dad jokes. Larceny bourbon locks Luna's who will take you the shots for week 17. And by the way, Brent Halverson leaves at 430. His tab will be open. Shout out for an open tab here at Joe's Grill, everybody. Thank you very much. Hey, Jacksonville's eyeballing next week. Houston is bad, but, yeah, they're still playing. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that four points. I'm going to take the Texans at home against the Jaguars coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Crazy enough, I mean, Houston, they're 2-12, they're and 12, right? They're yeah. just horrible in the season. They're 7-7-1 seven and, seven, uh, and one against the spread. They've been playing teams close. They should have won a couple big games the last couple of weeks that would hurt people. I don't see it happening, though. Jacksonville's kind of hitting their stride right now. They're not going to take the foot off the gas. Jacksonville Jaguars big in this one. Lay the four. You know, what's interesting, you want Houston to lose if you're a Colts fan right now. Or check that. You want them to win if you're a Colts fan right now. You're still that hanging on to that hope? Ah, John, I'd kinda, I think that's pretty much down the uh, yeah, that could, that proverbial could, that tube. That set up. Well, I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry to cut in. Go John, ahead. you got to deal with me when he leaves. I, I don't know. know if we want to really go down that road. I understand. Yeah. I know we're hanging on to everything. I am hanging on to it. anything <laughs> I can right here, Nally. Right, no doubt. Uh, what do you got? Jacksonville. All right. Hey, the Niners at 405. And you know about Vegas, so Derek Carr, uh, in preparation for him being traded here. Operation uh, Preparation (laughs) In preparation (laughs) for Derek Carr to be traded here, he's going to sit out the final two, bench for the final two games of the season by Josh McDaniels. Um, San Francisco, 10-point favorites, lay the 10 on the road in Vegas and take the Niners with uh, Stidham, I believe, is the backup quarterback. That's getting the call for the final two. In place of future Colts quarterback Gary Carr, <laughs> you might be right there. And again, what a what I better a, not be right. But another yes. dumpster fire here. And this is a team I thought would be a lot better this year. But man, talk about what do you think Devontae Adams feels like? Right, he went back to be with his boy. Oh, now granted, it was closer go. to be with, with uh, family. Now well, he was probably gone. laughing about the Packers a couple of weeks ago. Well, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Go. Now he's looking back and going, "What the hell did I do?" I, you know what, though? Again, Vegas. I'm pretty, just, sure, that, they're, they're I'm pretty sure that contract that he signed is he's not, he's all not right. asking he's about all right. what the hell I do. But he's missing his buddy, right? And I think they're going to miss their buddy, too. I think San Francisco, 10-5 against spread. I think they cover this one, too. Lay the 10. Ryan Nelly. Who do you think bitched Derek Carr? You think it was Al Davis Jr. in that haircut? <sighs> that, that, that haircut is spectacular. It is, isn't it? It just Did you looks do that like, haircut? Could you um, do that? I, I wouldn't. Um, it looks like something from like the nineteen or the eighteen eighties or something like that. Oh, like that. So you know, it's caveman. It's caveman. All right. I'm, well, I'm, I mean, it's a classic bowl. It it's like put a bowl on your head and then it's like it's like he's the fifth beetle. You know, yeah, he had that beetle. What was it? Like two or three weeks ago, they had Ice Cube sitting in the in the owner's box. With Why him. wouldn't you? What do you Why? think, Ice Cube? Looking at his hair, you, I, honestly, <laughs> Ice Cube had to have been like. Hey, man, I can't believe I'm sitting in the love, box and looking at you. I love he might Ice, be the ugliest man. I love Ice Cube, but he has gone from NWA. Uh, he has gone from How to Survive in South Central to Are We There Yet? And three on three. And league. looking at I Al mean, Davis Jr. Hey, Ice Cube's grown up just like all of us. So, but would yes. you look at that? We're man all for a mature, whole huh? Season? I mean, that used to be his. That used to be his squad back in the day. All right, all I right. love Ice Cube, though, man. I, I do too. But I. But you got to look at Al Davis Jr. Yeah, and it was just. Well, those you're two. assuming one of these days that's going to pay off because they are going to be good one of these days, right? No, I mean, one of these no, days they are going to be good so. in Vegas. And I'm going to tell you what: when you're good in Vegas, that's going to be a party. That is going to be a party. So anyway, uh, Niners yeah. lay the house. The I dogs, understand all of it. That's Makes, my other. Hey, that's my Lunazul. 
shot of the week right there right. as well. All, All right. right. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Louis Azul Tequila Shots, Week 17. Seattle, they're actually home dogs of the Jets coming up on Sunday at 4.05. I'm going to go ahead and take that point and a half and give me the Seahawks at home, Brent. Yeah, I like to see chickens at home. This game's kind of a weird line, and the Jets are horrible, but they're still right there, too. I'm going to take Seattle plus one and a half at home. What do you got? Uh, that's just a, a dumpster fire game, but I'm going to take Sea Chickens. All right, this is for Brent Halverson right here, 425. Got to have it. Got to have it. Give me some excitement. All right, everybody thought they were done, and here comes my Packers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home at Lambeau against Minnesota. Hey, let's say this and say this right now. Shout-out to Tommy Sutton right here. Shout-out to Tommy Sutton right here. But it's it's a matter of time before the Vikings fall on their ass. And I think it starts coming up on Sunday. Lay the three and a half and take the pack right here, guys. Right, so we don't need to talk to Brent now. We can just get well, to I mean, no, he can go. This is this Ho- is for we Brent know what right he's here. Do. But hold it's on, also because on, I think on. the Vikings, the Vikings are just. It's a matter of time before they get stuck. Let they me get, get some, let me get weekend. some thinking juice in me real quick. Right, hold on ahead. one second. Thinking Thanks, Lizzie. Cheers. Yeah. All right, you know, last week, John, right? I took the Miami Dolphins last week, right? Remember that you against did. the Packers? I know. I called it my little reverse psychology pick, right? Yes. I'm going to stick with it. Give me the Minnesota oh. Vikings, plus three and a half. Packers you know, win the game. That's, Packers that's win still, the game. That's still with Packers the heart the and game. not with the head, though, Nally. Packers that's still win the with game. the heart and not wow. with the head. They win the game by a field goal. They don't cover. Minnesota covers. Every time you do something. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I'm going to, as much as I love Tommy Sutton and I love Jim Kiefer, and they are they are pinnacle players on Degenerate Row. I am I'm not gonna go the Brent Holverson route in the <laughs> Rose Ecology. I am gonna say Green Bay covers that. Take Green Bay. I hope home. you're right. I hope you're yeah. right. The Vikings are absolutely absolutely hor- the Colts had them thirty three to nothing. Isn't that crazy? Hey, if Green it's Bay, a matter of time. Is half now, that. The Vikings probably will crap out in the postseason. When they when they crap out, they're going to crap out big. But I just think it. Tommy, yes, this I'm weekend. sorry, I'm saying I that, but I know. I, Tommy, I understand. I'm, I'll I'm, tell you I'm what, Green Bay. I'll tell you what, boys. Think back to uh, and Cam brought up a good stat. 2010. Remember Green Bay? Yeah. That was the uh, last time Rodgers threw double digit interceptions, right, Cam? And where is he at now? And what they're doing? They're playing the right time the ball right is now. Watson, is Watson playing? You've been hiring that. Kid. Watson's going to be back, man. He he brought the resurgence to the Packers. And okay. then you got Dobbs back now. You got I've, Cobb I've in heard there. this all year with you. Yes. I, I, right. Let's go. I, I don't even go want pack, to hear any more with you. Here's what I love about it, though. It, he's still going. Is. He's Clint, if you're listening, Clinton, not my driver, Clint Von Dillon, <laughs> you're hearing this, right? He's still a master better. That's right. Master oh, better. Hey, that's a shirt. He's still a master better <laughs> but you know what he's he's freaking us all out because he's still going with his heart that's not with his head that's with his heart even if it is reverse psychology hey, it right is, that's why they play the games right go pack master go. better <laughs> it's a reverse charge your six and a half point favorites at home against the rams it's uh the game where uh you got to decide okay which locker room is which right here i guess but yeah go ahead and lay the six and a half take those chargers coming up sunday what do you got brent yeah same here i mean the rams again talking dumpster fires they're right there they're probably the biggest dumpster fire of the season uh i'll take the chargers even though they just clinched they're still yep. playing they're gonna get uh get herbert back on track a little bit chargers lay the six and a half now chargers baltimore two and a half point favorites at home versus pittsburgh lay the two and a half take the ravens 820 that's on sunday night football brent yeah, you know, uh, Pittsburgh snuck one out last week. They went 13-10, to 10, I believe. 
Baltimore has been back and forth, up and down. They're sitting at 10-5 and five on the year, 6-8-1 and eight, one against the spread. I'm going to join you, though, too. It's just under a field goal. I'll take Baltimore, lay the two and a half. What you got, Nels? I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers on those points. Monday night, Buffalo and Cincinnati. How much better is this going to be than the last Monday night game Woo. with the Chargers and the Colts? This is a humdinger. This is a humdinger. Like they say in Southern Indiana right here. One point favorites on the road, Buffalo. I'm going to take that point. Give me the Bengals because Litzy and Houday just bought us a shot right here. Shout out to Litzy. Houday for Litzy. Houday. Give me that point and give me the Bengals Monday night, Brent Halverson. Stat, who's the number one team that gets a spread in the NFL? Litzy. Litzy is number one in my book, John. <laughs> but the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are 12-3, and three, number one record against the spread in the NFL. They're 11-4 is their uh, true record. I think they get the win outright here. I'll take that plus one. You're going to give it to me, though. Who day? Who day? Hello, who day? Nelly. They are at home, and let's just say it real loud. I'll just let them do the pick. Who day, nation? There who day? Who day? Final game, week 17, Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool, Tequila Shots in New York. And some, uh, the seven lucky winners with Jim Irsay. So I get a call from Jim Irsay, Pete Ward, and the Gorman yesterday saying, hey, we want you to promote this contest we have. And that's cool of what the owner is doing. But make no mistake, you want, I'm not suggesting they want this, but you want this as a Colts fan, lose. Give yourself the best opportunity to pick whom you want to pick in the draft in April this Notwithstanding, we saw the Colts in their offense, or lack thereof on Monday night. Go ahead, lay the six, take the Giants on New Year's Day at MetLife Stadium. This, to me, is one of the easier. Lock this up this week, Brent Alverson. You know, another crazy stat against the spread, the New York Giants have the second best against the spread record in the NFL, which blew my mind. Lions of a year ago. Yes, absolutely. Lions are sitting at number three. But the Giants are 11-4 against the spread, and they're playing this Colts team like you just said. They're not playing for anything. They're playing for a, a draft pick. Going to lose, baby. I hope the Colts just win the lose. game. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to agree with you. I, this is my Larson lock of the week, the New York football Giants to cover that six. What you got there, Nels? I promised my wife, and I'm, and I'm sure my son Max and Riley are listening, and they're, big, boys. Colts, they're big Colts fans. But I just can't do it. I'm taking the Giants. The, the Colts are a... No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey don't Colts feel bad. Are, There's no reason to do it. You want them to lose. Yeah, I know. Deep down inside, the Colts want them to lose. But they're six But they nine. have to give that whole story about how guys are playing hard and their crap is on tape. They Let me are. tell you this. If that crap offensively is on tape from Monday night, oh, you yeah. better burn that tape. Yes. You don't want anybody to see that tape right there. Yeah. So this is all a bunch of bull crap. Really, everybody should want the Colts to lose, which is exactly what they're going to do coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock at yep. MetLife. They're going to lose. Again, that's another yeah. bet the house, bet the bet, just throw it all in. I've got to put my stuff on tape. It's going to be on tape. Yeah. It's like this right here. You think I'm going to go ahead and put this on tape? Kyle, are you rolling tape back there? Yeah, we got it all recorded here. Nice, buddy. That's I appreciate that. About. Hey, Kyle Udemark, jump on here too. The final of two gays. For our friend Kyle Udemark, who is moving on to something much smarter than what we're doing right here. Size up some of those games. Give us a couple right here before we hit to a break. Size up a couple of these games that you like, you don't like coming up this weekend. Well, I'm going to pick against the Titans tonight. I just think they have way too many injuries, and uh, the Cowboys are still kind of jockeying for playoff positioning. So I like the Cowboys tonight, and I hate to go against the Colts, but man... 
I can't pick the Colts right now. They're just well, you too don't bad. Want to. and, yeah, don't do it. And they don't I, need to win. And I hate to say it, but I'm not sure Jeff Saturday is the guy. And what is the stat? Well, 90, he's not. 93 to 9 or something in fourth quarter <laughs> he's since he's taken over? He is definitely not the guy. But it's not entirely his fault because Jim Mercer, as much as we like him, didn't put him in a good position because it didn't matter, Kyle, if it were you or Vince Lombardi coaching this team, this was going to be the outcome right here. So you just set him up to fail, set him up to be behind the eight ball with the fan popular opinion going into the offseason because this was going to be the outcome regardless. And then finally, I'm taking Carolina. I think Carolina beats like Tampa it. Bay and is an underdog. Uh, I think that's good value. I cannot believe I'm the only one on board with the Titans tonight. That kind of pisses it's me off. It's a lot of points. You got a lot of points to play with. John. I, I, I got a lot of points to play with. I mean, you I are just... kind of low on the total pull on wins right now. Well, that's a fine. How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to throw it out there like that. I'm just saying. I just love it. I, I want a little bit of action tonight. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get out of Tennessee. That's why I go there. What hey, you got, Brent? That's why they have those points, right? Yes. Hey, just wanted to uh, also shout out uh, next Thursday, we'll be mm-hmm. doing our week 18 final regular yes. season week at Coach's Tavern with Mr. Tommy S. You got it. Downtown next week. And then we're also going to be scheduling a couple of playoff shows. Uh, so keep your ears open. We'll let you know that goes. I like I, playoff shows. I know, right? Those are, have been fun the last couple of years. Yes. So we'll be, uh, we'll be doing that as well. I do want to take a second, though. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Kelly Eisenhower and Jim Eisenhower, whose dad is uh, kind of yes. fighting some things right now. And uh, our thoughts are with you, Jim yes. Eisenhower. Hope you get better, my friend. We Prayers love you. to you, sir. Prayers to you all. And uh, love you, Kelly. All right? You got it. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, listen. Brent Holvers is going to leave, but his tab isn't. That's good. Oh, shit. The tab's staying. Brent is leaving. We got some Check, perfect, We've got professional drinkers. Oh, I know. I like today. that. Well, hey, so you good guys luck are drinking the right brands. Enjoy. All right. I want Here everybody to start a chant. Nally, 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 Nally. Oh, Remember Butler tonight for you, right? If Butler you want to go find the EFG room, whatever that is, you and Gutshot Greg will be drinking it up in the We're going to be room. having some great, great drinks down there, Gutshot Greg. Looking forward to it and uh, look forward to seeing there. Go Butler. Go Bulldogs. They're laying three tonight. I'm taking a money line minus 145. Get on it. The JMV Takeover, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, but the Larceny Bourbon Double Shot Power is back on Saturday night on B105.7. Finally, it's been a long, guys, long wait. We are back for New Year's Eve. Thank Enough you of now. that holiday Appreciate season that. music. Let's you get got, back to Let's go. We're going to get a little party going. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Your calls and a lot more on the other side, too. Mike Chapel, top of the hour. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, and a Tavern Tour, and an open tab right now with Brent Holverson leaving from Heaven Hill Distillery. Joe's Grill, Castleton, 93.5, The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details.
The Ride with JMV. Well, wait just a minute. Did anybody f- knock anymore? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, here's the situation at Joe's Grill. We're in Castle today. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul Tequila Shots. Tavern Tour Stop. December 2022, we are doing a tavern tour for 2023 as well. And if you have one of your favorite spots, taverns, whatever, that would fit in the criteria, fit in the category, and whether or not it's in or outside Marion County, the Donut Counties, wherever, we don't mind traveling. So let us know, and we will see if we can show up to your place. I was thinking last year we started with Working Miss Friend. That was awesome in January. Sam Silver Circle happened in February. That was great, too. I want to say, was it uh, Mousetrap maybe in March? I can't remember. Maybe that was in April. But we did. We went to a lot of new places. Winter's Circle. Uh, Checkered Flag. I'm sorry. Checkered Flag over on Washington Street, West Washington. Uh, the Whistle Stop downtown. That was in the month of May. This has been a spectacular idea. And for those of you that are out there listening and you're listening from a county outside the donuts here, let me know. Listen, I have a lot of these, too. Like, I'll give you a great example. At some point in the summer, I want to try to sell the Odin Tavern in Odin, Indiana, uh, for us to go down there and do a show there because there is no greater example of a tavern than the greatest fish sandwich of all time and the Odin Tavern down there. I thought maybe we could get it done this year. We didn't get it done this year. But seriously, that's way down in Davies County in Odin, Indiana, past Crane and I-69 and all that, Redneck Audubon. But seriously, if you are are out, like Bonji's is another one, I think that people have mentioned as well. But if you have any ideas, just go ahead and hit me up at JMV 1070. I would be glad to certainly pass it along to Brent, and we'll see if we can get that done. Hey, tomorrow's show is going to be live. Are you out of here, JoJo? Good to see you tomorrow. You got it. That's Joe Childers right there if you're watching online via YouTube Live right now inside the lounge. Joe Childers of our 14 Central Indiana Car X locations, keeping the truck running fantastically after 303,000 miles where it is right now. Tomorrow's show is going to be live at one of our favorite places. That's Manley's Irish Mutt with Mike Manley tomorrow. That is the 10th and Shadeland. Bud Light Blue Friday. We've got Texans Colts tickets coming up for you tomorrow. Manley's Irish Mutt. That is 10th and Shadeland with Mike Manley and the crew, and that is coming up tomorrow. Meantime, 239-1070 is the number. I believe Matthew is on hold. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hey, JMV. How are you, Matthew? How are things going in Maine? Oh, things are going well. I um, Full disclosure, I got up this morning and watched Shawshank Redemption, so I'm always reminded about Portland, Maine, and Buxton. How far are you from Portland? Yes, I'm about 75 miles uh, north so, of Portland. I got you. One of the greatest films of all time. Now, is, is Buxton a real town in Maine, too? Yes. Love it. Do they have a rock wall next to a tree that's right out of a Robert Frost poem where Andy Dufresne proposed to his wife and made love and then buried all that cash in there for Red to go to Mexico? Unfortunately, no. There's nothing that oh. in Buxton. But 
We do have a Mainer whose real name is Andy Dufresne, and he is a fire chief in a town called Freiburg. I often wondered a lot of things about Shawshank, and I'll let you get to your cult's point in a second. But, Matthew, I was always curious. Two things. One, uh, to start with this, one was when he walked into those 14 area Portland banks, how did nobody recognize him from being like this big double murder story, right? I always wondered that. And I, that ruined the greatness of the film. I always wondered that. And I always wondered why did um, th- this prison not have that crap pipe covered up in some to- sort of wire or something? Why was that crap pipe just wide open out into that, that creek right there? What do we know? What? Do we know? Well, I've always wondered how he found 14 banks in Portland to walk into in the first place. I don't think he had that many. That's a lot. Maybe, maybe back in 1966, there were a lot more uh, local banks in Portland, Maine back then. All right. You got a culture agency question, Matthew. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll get to it in a second. I just want to say the second thing about Shawshank, it was that crap pipe. Well, probably because the real Shawshank, Maybe went out into the ocean, so they didn't think it was necessary. Ah. So they filmed here. But realistically, if it was, and if we had a real Shawshank, that's probably where it would be placed. Yeah. You know, I don't want to ruin the film by asking what if. It's still with Frank Darabont, one of the greatest films, certainly, of all time. And certainly one of the greatest films of the past 30, 35, 40 years. No doubt about that. Matthew and Maine, what do you got Colts-wise here? All right, so who are the notable free agents after this year, and is there any that's worth re-signing, or should we just let them all go? Well, it's kind of funny. Somebody asked me, Matthew, yesterday if I thought the over-under would be 50% in roster changeover. I think that is a large number, but I think you're going to see some significant roster changeover. I'll give you one right now, free agent-wise, is Yannick Ngakwe, who was playing for a contract, and probably did not make it here. So, to me, you're going to probably see that constant carousel of trying to find a sustainable edge rusher. And uh, I would say Ngakwe, as a free agent, would not be back. I'll start right there. All right. I'm just glad you didn't say you need Ngakwe. (laughs) Well, there are going to be some surprise cuts. No question about it. Like, Give you a great example. I kind of wonder about a guy like Kenny Moore. You know what I mean? Been banged up a little bit. Hadn't had the season that he wanted. Hadn't really played to the level in which um, he liked, we liked, since the last two weeks of the season a year ago. So I kind of wonder if Kenny Moore is going to be around here next year. But, yeah, I mean, that's just me kind of spitballing at you right now, a couple of names. But certainly I think it's going to be hard-pressed to believe that Ngakwe is going to be back again. Yeah, I would agree with that. What else you got, Matthew? I think that was it on the Colts front, although I do agree with you that Shawshank is the best film of all time. I watched it this year for the first time. Cause really? Friend, yeah, I hadn't, I had never seen it. And our friend Jake was like, you got to watch it. It's the best movie ever. And he was correct. No, no, no. Jake's absolutely right. It's uh, a fantastic film. It's one. I have a category, Matthew, of films um, that a few are in where if it's on, you always watch it. Even though you've seen it a ton of times, and Shawshank is one of those in that category. If it's on, regardless of Paramount, if it's on on one of the uh, pay channels, Uncut, 
if it's on TNT, whatever it's on, you sit down and you watch it because it's that good. Yeah, true. All also, right, Matthew. Yeah, go ahead. When you return to the office over at a Monument Circle, check your mail. Check my mail. I will. Uh, yeah. I'm going to roll in there tomorrow for a minute before I go to Manly's Irish Mutt. I'll absolutely do that. Thank you, Matthew. All right, you're welcome. Have a great 2023, and listen to the JMV Takeover, Matthew and Maine, coming up on Saturday night. No, seriously, one of the uh, greatest films of all time is definitely Shawshank Redemption. It's one of those that whenever it's on, I always watch it. I always watch that. I always watch Roadhouse. I always watch Die Hard. I always watch Fast Times at Ridgemont Eye. I always watch The Fugitive. What, I just named five films? Those are five films that whenever... It is on, and if I locate it, if I just kind of come across it, going across DirecTV and all the channels, I will stop and stay and watch it every single time. Smokey and the Bandit, every single time. I just watched that yesterday again. Every time I fly by that, I will stop and watch it. You know, not an overwhelming number in that category, but enough to know that how you want to be entertained with old school films right there. And Shawshank is at the top of the list. Quick break, we'll come back. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. We'll talk about the expected facelift and the changeover of this Colts team coming up here in the offseason. Somebody had mentioned to me yesterday, over under a 50%. That is a huge number, by the way. I don't expect 50%, but I expect some significant names and maybe a couple of oh wow names not being here next year. We'll go over that with Mike Chappell coming up at the top of the hour. Live at Joe's Grill, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Old Tequila Shots, Week 17. And, of course, we got a tavern tour stop is where we are right now. Pacers and Cleveland tonight. We'll dive back into that and a lot more for you. ZZ Top and Skinner tickets as well. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. It's Jim Pamry, now talk to him, damn it. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Joe's Grill, thank you for joining us. Larcy Bourbon Locks and Luna Zola Tequila Shots. Pete Burton's in the house, man. That's good to see. Yeah, I guess I'm going to draw for this uh, Jim Mercer Colts getaway coming up in a bit, too. I think I'm going to do it on the air, though. I think I'm going to do it after 6. Great to see a lot of our friends here at Joe's Grill. Also a tavern tour stop. Cam's the on-site engineer. Kyle in his final couple of days back at the studio. I'll get back to that story in just a minute. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I want to thank everybody for being a part of that per usual. And before I forget, 
I want to make sure that everybody knows, whether you're listening to the show conventionally, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan, you utilize the app or the stream or HD radio. And for the group that we have built inside the lounge via YouTube Live, they're there every day and conversationally every day. And listen, sometimes the jackassery is okay, but more times than not, it's not a deeply rooted level of jackassery. I want to thank you all. You guys have been such a breath of fresh air. And we also have to keep in mind that, you know, technology gets better. And I want as many ways as possible for this show to get to you. And this is just another way. And I want to thank everybody that has been with us inside the lounge via YouTube Live. And I want to continue that and grow that as much as I do Again, conventionally on radio or the stream, the app, I just want to be versatile. I want to be as versatile as possible for you to get a chance to listen and participate. And what I really like is to give you a chance to win stuff, whether it's this contest with Jim Ursay and the Colts this weekend, or it's what we do every Thursday, or maybe even tomorrow at Manley's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland with Bud Light on a Blue Friday with tickets. Now, I'm going to give away the Skinner and ZZ Top tickets coming up a little bit later on. I love doing that because you know what? That stuff makes you happy. You like getaways. You like, you know, concerts. You like things maybe you weren't going to go out and buy. So I love that. Thank you for being you, certainly, as we end or begin to end 2022 and get into 2023. Let's continue to grow the product as we normally do. Love that. Thank you guys so much. A little bit earlier, Dustin DePurak, you got the Pacers of the Cavaliers downtown coming up later on tonight. And uh, we also had our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Joe's Grill. We are in Castleton today. Tomorrow, Manley's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland with Bud Light on a Blue Friday looking for you. A lot of college hoop going on. Boilermakers just underway with Florida A&M. Up at Mackey Arena in West Lafayette, the number one ranked Purdue Boilermakers. Butler tonight at home versus Providence. So go to the uh, FNG room or EFG room or wherever that is once again and ask for Brent Halverson or Randy Strand, and they'll check you out over there with their Heaven Hill products. Be a great time. And then the Butler Bulldogs need a win, no doubt about that. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. He is the dean of those that cover the Colts around here from CBS 4 and Fox 59. He is Mike Chappell. Somebody, Mike, said this to me yesterday. Over under on 50% turnover with the roster from 2022 to 2023. I thought that was a large number. But then when I got to thinking about it, it is going to be, I think, a large turnover. And I think we're going to be surprised by some of those names. What do you think? I, w- I would still say I'd take the under oh, as far as the turnover, simply because you're talking this is still a, a young team in a lot of spots. So I think they retain a lot of a lot of the bulk of the team. Now we may we may see changes, you know, and we will uh, of of maybe veteran guys or, or or more name things. But boy, over fifty percent that's that's a that I think that's too high just because of. The, the 53 you're talking about, there's still so many young players on this team. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a large number to me, but there are probably going to be some surprises. You expect some larger names presently on this Colts team to be 
a bit of a surprise. I'll start there. And, and one of the free agents that was kind of playing for his future here has been Yannick Ngakwe, who has had some moments, but to me, not nearly enough. Is that the type of free agent, one-year guy you expect the Colts to move on from? Probably. I, I think at the end of the year, we've, it's, it's funny, when we get to this part of a season that's going nowhere, we spend so much time in the press room, you know, the guys with, with the Athletic and ESPN and Star and, and George Brimmer from Anderson and, and all these guys. We just sort of, there's nothing else to talk about other than what's going to happen and who might be back, who might not be back. And yeah, I, I you look at Ngakwe and say he's going to end up the season with 11 or 12 sacks. You're going to say, really? Really? So, yeah, I, I would like to have had more consistent play from him, I think. Although, you know, it's, uh, uh, Joel Erickson at the Star pointed it out yesterday, and I, and I had to check because I didn't believe him. This team, in all likelihood, breaks the franchise record for most sacks in a season. They've got 43, and the record, I think, is 46. And I, I, I said, no, you're wrong. I, 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 he's right. And do you get the impression that this, this pass rush has been at that level? I, I haven't. So, yeah, they, they need to bring in more of a – and they will. And with the way – with the other things that they have to fix, quarterback, which may not cost very much money, left tackle, which unless they think Ryman's the guy – I think if you had to target free agents in the off season, boy, let, you know, here we go again, pass rusher, and you and I can get our can get our train going, receiver, you know, receiver, 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 receiver. Uh, but yeah, I, it, 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 you know, some of those uh, with with you know, Paris Campbell's a free agent, so you know, it, it's just hard to know how Ballard will look at this roster and how the new coach coming in. Whoever, maybe it's Jeff. I don't know, but there are there are decisions to be made. You know, Bobby Okereke. There's there's decisions to be made on who's coming back and and how or or can you get better at that position? Hey, Mike, I it, kind of view Ngakwe's production this year uh, to me comparable to the double digit sack season of Eric Walden. Yet it wasn't from that. <laughs> it, it was almost, and this is such a jerk description from me but it was kind of like he was just there and there they were you know it wasn't like a huge difference maker it wasn't like something you felt that other offenses were planning for it was almost like that guys were filtered to him at that point in time when he got double digit sacks and it just kind of felt like it was very underwhelming in a similar sense to Ngakwe this year well, I, 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 if you compared him to Justin Houston's first season, I think Justin had 12 or 13 sacks, I think. And I thought he, he's pretty good. I thought he, he's pretty good his first year. Second year, not so much. So I, I think I'd like to have had more from him. I really do. You know, and you, you can break it down. And he had, he had one at the end of the first half, I think, in, in Denver when it didn't mean a whole lot. And there was another one like that in another game. So, I just think overall, he he's been okay, but I just think you would you wanted more, and and, and again, but but again, he's part of a defensive line and a defense that's had forty three sacks, it's one of the top numbers in the league. 
which again, if you step back and said, from from those of us who've watched this defense play, and I think overall, this defense has played its ass off. It has. You know, yeah, there's been a couple of games, Minnesota and a few, few of the games where they've not. But th- this has been a playoff caliber defense. Not Super Bowl caliber, but a playoff caliber. And the offense has just cut its legs off. But in Gakwe, I think they'd like to have had more. And I just, I thought if he had the year that we all hoped he would have, that he would be one of their priorities to resign. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Let's stay with the defense for a moment, too. Um, I think Gus Bradley's been fine. I think Gus Bradley, I think most people would probably be cool with him coming back. Now, this all comes down to who is going to be the next head coach. Is there any at all in prioritizing in that, or has he just done a good enough job to say, well, you know, whatever happens, we'll bring somebody else if it's a new coach. How how do you feel about the possibility of Bradley being back, even beyond the fact that we know it's going to come down to who's the next head coach in that decision? Well, in a vacuum, I'd take this defense back intact with a, with a couple of you know improvements, upgrades, whether that's within Gawkway back or someone someone else. Because again, I, I I I can't blame this season on the defense. I can blame a couple of spots on it, but if you get a normal offense, and this has been an abnormal offense, if you give them a normal a normal offense where you're scoring, I don't know, twenty three, twenty four, twenty seven occasionally then it's more than good enough. And I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. It's good enough. So I'd take, the, I'd take this group back intact. Now, it's all, it's all on the new coach. Uh, if it's Jeff Saturday, I would think he would want Bradley back. I don't know. I mean, but, but this isn't his defense either. So maybe if he's the guy, he, he wants his guys. But if it's a new head coach, boy, generally they want their own staff. They just do. Uh, and if there's a new coach, boy, all bets are off in my mind on on, on some players because, doggone, you've got to have – the coach has to have input. And I'm not saying final input. That's what the GM's supposed to have. But if there's a new coach, he has to have some input on his team. And that includes – and that includes – no, it really includes the coaching staff. I, I just can't see the owner or the GM – you know, telling the new coach, yeah, you're our coach, but these are these. This is your coaching staff. That doesn't work. So if they go a different direction as head coach, to me, all bets are off on the coaching staff because that guy. Now maybe that guy wants Gus Bradley and he wants these guys back, but that new coach is going to want his guys. What are the odds Kenny Moore is still with the team next year? Well, good question. Uh, I don't know, fifty-fifty. Uh, I don't know. I I've not looked into how much they save. I don't think I don't think his contract, like cutting him, is going to be that onerous. I I, I don't. So fifty-fifty, and he might be one of the bigger names. That's not, you know, Ryan Kelly. People have thrown Ryan Kelly's name out. I, it, it, one thing, and we've talked about this to, to where people are tired of hearing it, but you know, it, it's easy to get rid of these guys. It is. You can get rid of you can get rid of more than half the team, but then you replace them. You know, well, we've got Danny Pinner can be the center. Well, you know, Danny Pinner wasn't very good at guard. Now, 
he's probably a natural center. But going from Ryan Kelly to Danny Pinner, when when you know this offensive line regressed so much this year, you know that's going to be the number one thing. For who, I don't care who the coach is, whether it's Jeff Saturday or whoever, they've got to get this offensive line fixed. And, and you know, yes, yes, quarterback. You know that's number one, obviously. But but uh, until you get the offensive line fixed, keep keep in mind that this defensive line has played so poorly for much of the season. And it's not been because of injury. They've, they've not started like 10 groups because of injuries. These guys have, by and large, been healthy. Uh, I, think the, I think the line's starting to play better. You know, it's a little, it's a little late now to, to impact the season, obviously. But, you know, they, they've got to get this fixed. And, you know, anyone who wants to throw Ryan Kelly out, you, bet, you darn sure better have somebody ready to take his place that is better. And, you know, I, I think Ryan's one of those guys that, for whatever reason, didn't play real well early. I think he's he's playing better now. Uh, so, you know, do, do, you, do you just take the approach that, boy, it, it, this year was an aberration and these guys will be better next year? You know, Bernard Ryman, I think he's I think he's really showing you signs that, that maybe he's the guy. But that's a maybe. You know, you go into the next training camp or offseason – and you can say he's our projected starter, but doggone, have have some competition to where to where you're they're really pushing each other at left tackle and at right guard, which they didn't do this year. So, you know, yes, they've got to get quarterback straightened out, and they'll do that in the draft. But boy, you've got to get this offensive line back to where it's not one of the worst in the league, where it's a, it's at least one you can depend on to run block for Taylor and to give whoever the quarterback is a little bit of time to, to play the position. Hey, Mike, somebody pointed out um, Shaquille Leonard's Twitter account or social media and something about dropping some cult stuff and, you know, liking a tweet that has him being traded. And I kind of view that as Shaquille Leonard just responding to folks that believe he needs to be traded or he should be traded. I didn't view that as a... Uh, I guess, a piece of dissension in the ranks. So I guess I'll ask you this. Have you heard, have you been told of any dissension in the ranks within that locker room that Jeff Saturday's had to tackle or Jeff Saturday discovered or that has evolved since Jeff Saturday has taken over? I've heard there's been some discipline issues that he's addressed uh, internally, and I can't really mention them because I – because of who who told me and all this, but there have been some to where some discipline was getting laxed, and he sort of had to crack the whip. And you know whether that's a, a reflection that that on how Frank ran things, or the fact that players at this season's kind of unraveling, so they just didn't care like, as much. And, late late for meetings type of stuff. Is that what you heard? Because yeah. that's what I did. Yes. Meetings yeah. and, and, and other late for other things. Yes, and I heard he really cracked the whip on it, and and you have to, you, boy, you, you know, it's it, it's it, it's just not asking too much to be. You remember Tom Coughlin's thing where if you're five minutes early for a meeting, you're ten minutes late. I mean, it, it's not that bad, but but if you've got a meeting at eleven o'clock, it's all gone. Be in your seat by you know two minutes early. Don't be walking in the door at at eleven o'clock or eleven o one for crying out loud. I, I don't care who you are. That's just a bad – it's a bad look. If I'm supposed to be somewhere at noon, I'm there. 
I'm sitting in my seat waiting for the other person to show up. Just if nothing else, guys, it's just common courtesy. But it, but if it's your job, how hard is it to be on time? I mean, really? So, yeah, I, I think there was some of that. And how bad it was, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe the inmates were running the asylum. I don't think it was that. But if you have if you have issues with – People being late for meetings, it's just a crack that especially, especially a team that's 4-10-1, you just can't have. It's just such a bad look, and it says something about a player, I think, when you are when you can't make yourself be on time. That's how hard is Unless you're stuck in traffic on 465, how hard is it to be on time, really? You know, in Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 is with us. So, so this, I was also told this, that this sort of stuff happened under Reich's watch, and he let it slide. But I will say this. It seems like everything in the world that's going wrong with this team right now has been conveniently, and maybe it's yeah. accurately, but conveniently blamed on Frank Reich as if all this is going to go away with a new direction right now. And I do question that a little bit. I'm not suggesting that it didn't happen, but that's what I was told. It's funny how if you're winning, which they've not won since, you know, the, the, the third of the last game last year, if you're winning, maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't make a big deal out of it. I think at some level it's still a big deal because like I said, you can't be on time for crying out loud. But when you're losing, it, it tells you something and I agree with you. I th- this is this is so reminiscent of last year when everything was Carson Wentz's fault, everything. And now all of a sudden it's Frank, and and we've seen that this Frank was a, Frank might might not have had the answers to what was going on because I, I'm not talking being late. I'm talking for the team. But to think he to think he was the reason they were, what was he when they left? Three, five, and one. And yeah, the New England game was god awful. And I might have fired everybody if I was a man or the the, the the owner after that game. But yeah, I don't I don't like this this trend where, well Frank and you know well you know Frank and you know Frank let these guys you know whatever and I'm not real keen on that because. There's enough blame to go around from the owner to the general manager to the head coach, certainly to the players. Let's not turn Frank into this this buffoon who who who, who ruined ruined the franchise. That's not that's not the case. Uh, he he was dealt a bad hand with all the changes at quarterback. And yes, yes. Carson Wentz was on him. That that Carson Wentz being here was on Frank. Let's not. We're not going to absolve him with that. But yeah, I'm not crazy on all of a sudden that this season went in the dumpster because of Frank. I I just don't like that. So Mike Chappell joining us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So you know my opinion on this. Six years is enough. Six years going into a seventh year. To me, that should be reserved for guys like John Snyder. 
that have had past success, and even if you had a bad season here or there, I mean, you're making a transition from the Russell Wilson era, and it's not incredibly discombobulated. You're kind of doing that as smoothly as possible. But for Chris Ballard to be awarded a seventh and then certainly logically an eighth year out of what has been accomplished by him here right now to me makes zero sense. Does it at all make sense to you? Can you justify it as easily as I can discredit it? Oh, I can justify it, but not as strong, not, not as strongly as you. If we were on the stage debating, you'd win. <laughs> you'd win. Uh, I yeah. I only because the areas that they've fallen short on are the most important areas on the team. And, and the bottom line, and the bottom line, the, the losing record and the, the two playoffs and one playoff win and haven't won the division since 2014 for crying out loud. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. And all I can say is from my talks with Jim Irsay is he believes in and he trusts Chris Ballard. He does. And you can, you can argue your points and anyone who says you're off base, they're wrong, but they're now again, keep one thing in mind. Keep one thing in mind and it is, is the owner can change his mind. And, and you know, let, let's say these two, these last two games simply go off the rails. And although I, I don't know what that's got to, I don't know how how whatever happens in the last two games would mean anything to the general manager. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I hear where you're coming from, and you're right. You're right that with Chris Ballard being back, and he'll he'll have a big hand in the quarterback who's going to be probably not ready to play because very few of them are. So if, if they are, if they are married to, to Chris Ballard for, for next year, well, it's also going to be for probably the next year. Yeah. Because, you know, you, yeah. because, you know, you know, we've talked about it. If, if fans are sick about this season, next season is going to be tough too, just, just because of the quarterback situation. And, but that, that's where we are. And, and, and you can argue, Strongly, I can argue the other way, not nearly as strongly, but the owner does what he's going to do, and and I'm I'm now that that seems to be out of the way, I I'm really interested in what he does with the head coach and how the head coach and Chris Bowder well, mesh because if they don't mesh, it doesn't matter. Here's the thing, and this hopefully this may be the final thing for you. I may realize I need to ask you one more <laughs> question here before I let you go, but. I think because of this decision with either the trust, I don't think it's the monetary factor, but I brought that up, or the fact that Jim feels, and I'm sure maybe he would feel that with any general manager, that now he can easily intervene and, you know, overrule what the general manager would like to do with the team that he has been hired to put together. Anyway, I think this puts even more pressure on this coaching hire to be a home run. Thus, to me, the only thing right now, and, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe you know, a guy like Ken Dorsey, maybe it's Eric Bieniemy, maybe they, these guys could bring you know this fan base and you know this organization quicker back together too. But I think the only guy out there that unifies this fan base and really everybody right now, if you're going to continue down the, the path with Chris Ballard, is Jim Harbaugh. 
That is the only guy. I mean, it's not going to be Sean Payton. I'm sure he would, but it's not going to be him. But the only thing that could possibly have any legs as a possibility, again, is that of, of Jim Harbaugh. And I think that's the only thing that is the great unifier. And really, I think you're going to have to have a coaching decision that's going to be at that level because so many people are going to be put off about a year seven of something that just hasn't taken shape and, in fact, has failed mightily with the Colts and Chris Ballard in mind. I've not followed uh, the, the, the press conferences leading up to the football playoffs with Michigan, but sh- won't he be asked his, his interest in going yeah. to the NFL? At- and he'll lie. He'll lie. They all lie. Well, they, listen, yeah, they, they, they have to lie even more now because of the transfer portal. Because yeah. the NIL and all that, you're, you're not going to get a shred of truth out of anybody well, anymore. Gonna, so you're, you're going to get right now. I'm committed to, to Michigan. Well, right, right now, right on. Well, what about what about tomorrow? What about when when right. you? So, the only question I would have is, is how would how would Chris Ballard and, and, and Jim Harbaugh coexist? Would there be a power struggle? Could they get along? That, that's why we talked about Tony Dungy and Bill Polian. Two really different personalities work. How, how will how will a coach coming in here who wants some control work with a general manager who I would think wants control? But, so that, but, but, but hasn't that. had it. Clearly hasn't well, had it. So I would think well, he's he, used to he, it by now. He has until the last year. Uh, you know, but and again, that's one thing. If I'm Chris Ballard, you know. I'll, I'm not going to get. I'm not, if I'm Chris, I'm not going in the, the owner's office and give an ultimatum. Either you give me, give me back my more of my power, or else you don't. You never give an or else to somebody unless you're willing to take the or the or else. But if I'm Chris, I would really like. I would really like some assurance from the owner that that he that, that the GM can make. The, the the big calls unless unless it just takes unless the owner feels that it's such an egregious thing that the owner steps in. But to have a general manager to have the owner, you know, go go go, you know, not not really go with what you want to do. And there have been three or four things that have gone on, like the big ones. That's not primarily been Chris's decision. It, that's why it, it's just it's just awkward. It's just awkward, and and that's why I say again that whoever the coach is, he and the GM just have to have to have some understanding and agreement and, and be able to work together. We've seen how what happens if they don't, and I just think that that's really important. And we'll see how that works. Whether that's Jeff Saturday, Jim Harbaugh, I kind of don't think it is, but it's got to be somebody that that the GM is comfortable with, had, had a major hand in, in selecting, and it's just not a guy that the owner said, this is who we're going with, then, then you're just asking for more trouble. I think Jim has screwed Jeff Saturday for the timing of the hire and what Jeff's been covered up with now to a point where I sit here and I can tell you, regardless of, of – this comes down to Jim's decision, so he doesn't give a crap what I think or you think or anybody else thinks about this – but in the court of public opinion, there's no way in the world that you can hire Jeff Saturday after this. To me, I don't know how you, I don't know how you have a press conference 
And when the question is, and why did what what went into your decision? I I don't know how. I'm a great BSer. I really am, and I'm not sure how I would handle that. I really don't. But again, he he was put in a position. He was put in a position where they where he wasn't going to really succeed because it was broken. Yes. Uh, now and again, you're talking about the greatest collapse in in league history and 33 points at at, at Dallas on your on your resume. And yeah, I agree with you. But the owner's going to do what the owner's going to do. Yep, that's the uh, that's the left field throw right there that we'll yep. all be watching because he is absolutely going to do what uh, he's going to do. I, I just, I, to me, nobody's going to look at this as a deal whatsoever unless if you go move forward with Chris Ballard, people are going to go, you got to be kidding me, unless it's Jim Harbaugh. And for the whole connection, the relatability of either one, I don't think that really matters at this point because clearly Chris has been overruled so much this season to where I think that's something that you probably have moved past a little bit. You may not like it, and I'm sure he doesn't, yeah, but maybe to yeah. keep that gig, you got to move past it. I don't know. Those are just some thoughts, but yeah, it's all it's all going to not matter because it's going to come down to what Jim ultimately wants. We know that it does. It does, and I, I would hope again that the GM has a a very has very strong input on who the head coach is. I really do. Yeah, so we need more input right there. I, I hate to be like that. I sound like a jackass too. I don't want to be that way um, because I don't have an axe to grind in this, and I certainly don't want to get personal about it. But I don't know, Mike, just how else to look at the results. And the results so matter. And this place is in disarray right now. And it is. It's under his watch for the past six years. I don't know how you get past it. I don't. Well, the, the thing you're sitting, you know, if you're the fan base, you're sitting here now, and you you don't see. You've got no reason to look forward and say it's going to get better because, well, you know, maybe by by May you're going to have a new head coach and at least you're going to have a quarterback taken in the draft where you can say, you know, this guy could be the guy. And until you have that guy who could be the guy, you've yeah. got no reason to really hope. So maybe that guy, even though it's going to be a tough year next year, and unless they bring in the veteran guy to – to be the latest bridge, but at least you've got the young quarterback to say, you know, you know, it's not Trevor Lawrence for crying out loud, but this guy can be good. He can he can take us to decent levels. But until that guy, until you know who that guy is, you just there's no reason to have a lot of optimism because it's hard to have optimism in the end. No, well, you get the fifth pick in the draft. But so what? Who who is that? And until you have who that is. It's just hard to be optimistic. It really is. Mike, thank you for all you've done once again this year. We'll fire back up next week in the year 2023 and do it all over again. But a happy new year. We can talk about Colts, Texans. Oh, boy. (laughs) Happy new year to you in Beach Grove. We'll talk at you next week. You too. Happy new year. Be well. Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and 559. Nally joins us. We'll get ready to close the show out next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Live at Joe's Grill in Castleton. Quick shout out. I think you probably heard this during the break. One of my all-time favorite IU Hoosier basketball players. Lyndon Jones. Lyndon Jones. Purple Rain. Marion, Indiana. He and Jay Edwards. We were, I was just telling the story. Um, I played for the uh, Bedford Boys Club back in 1978. I was a second grader, and Derek Keys, we, we were a grade behind Lyndon and Jay, but Derek Keys made me cry. <laughs> I, I, he made me cry a couple times. He made me cry. Back in I the mean, day he with put the it, he, uh, he put it to me because I, it was, I, I was can, the big I think, man last year. I think day. you can hang with Lyndon right now. No, man, Lyndon would kill you. I don't know, man. There was there was Lyndon. nobody as tough and as steady as Lyndon Jones, man. You just knew that the know, right man. thing Lyndon. was going to get done right there. Lyndon Good to see I, you guys. Lyndon and I, Good to see Lyndon you, buddy. and I party a lot during March Madness. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I think you could give him a run. No, the- man, I could not. That's uh, Ryan Nally is back. Joe's girl. What do you guys got coming up? Man, uh, you know, we're just uh, New Year's Eve. Yep. Uh, the free spirit is going to be Black Orchid. It's going to be huge. Joe's Westfield. Right. We got Dude, who is the band with Jim Irsay. Oh, really? They're doing a lot of work with Jim Irsay. That's big. Yeah. Dude's playing. It's going to be good. I see Matt Sleater's in the house. I saw Sleater walk in here yeah. a little bit earlier, man. You know, I, He didn't I, show he, up at his own thing last time we he were didn't, up there. He, he didn't. Did I showed show, up. Man. You know what's going to be great? When I do a backyard barbecue yes. and I don't invite him, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. It's going to be awesome. I know I keep bringing that up, but uh, hey, it's it's going to be great. It sticks in your craw a little bit. Well, I you know, it. Parks Place yeah. Pub, they, you know, they, they're doing really well. <laughs> and it's great. They, they call me all the time. And it's just very weird. He, you guys did that backyard barbecue, yeah. and all of a sudden, I didn't I, get an invite. I said, Sleater, where's Nally? Is I got Nally invited? A, I got off a golf course. I'm listening to yeah. this, and him and Willow are just sitting there with you, and I go, wow, they're so close to me, but I yeah. didn't get it. Not an Maybe, invitation, nothing. I don't know. I'm going to send my invite out. I don't know. Let's <laughs> call it spring. Yeah. What else you got going on, too, especially for the new year now? Man, uh, New Year, we're just doing business, man. We're doing good. It's just a, uh, you know, all the all the bands between Free Spirit and Joe's Westfield and Joe's Fishers and Joe's Cat, you know, we're just having fun. Well, having I, fun. I appreciate, you know this, what you guys do I with our show. I appreciate you for Dude. judging that chili cook. Well, I, I loved every second of it. How much money did you end up raising for we that? We ended up too? raising $4,500. That's awesome, dude. That's well That done. buys a lot. On top of the toys it brought in. And on top of that, I, I really love your analogy of, Marge shot the next day. Man, I was a mess. I was on the road and I was heading down south and I wanted to come meet you. And you were doing all this. Yeah. You, were doing, you know, I sound like Marge shot. My voice was a mess. I, a mess. Well, that's why it's radio. And I think I left like I left Cam and Devin and engineers and promo people in my wake. I think Cam ended up sick after it. Devin ended up sick after it. But uh, yeah, I, I could just when I was up here that day. That was on the 18th, I believe, right, yeah. of December. I could feel my voice going down the hill. So, but sound no. like you sound like Froggy on, yeah. on Froggy on uh, Little Rascals. Right. I, I had a uh, 
14 carton a day habit <laughs> type of voice working. Um, shout out to Kelly Eisenhower again. Kelly too. Eisenhower, he's playing tonight. Uh, his, he's amazing. He's been going through a lot the last yeah. month or two, you know. He's well, going to be a good, though. Hey, thank you for everything, and here's to 2023. We're back and outstanding with you. All the Joe's Grill locations I, we're talking about. Castleton, Fishers, Westfield, the Free Spirit. Yeah, I think the, the next time I'm going to see you is uh, opening day baseball. Oh, we got to get here before that. That's way too long. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm down to do anything yeah. that you want, but opening day baseball yeah. is going to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're here always here for that. Yeah. So, With our friend Tucker Barnhart, well, the I, catcher with the Chicago Cubs. I can't believe he's with the Cubs now. Yeah. I know he got a sign somewhere, but I thought, I, I, I said, I can't, I hate the song, Go Cubs Go. Ugh. Please, I never want to hear that. It's the worst. <laughs> I know there's a lot of Cubs, I know there's a lot of Cubs fans. I know there's a lot of Cubs I, fans. I, I had him on yesterday and we talked about that. But it's one of the worst that. songs known to man. I can do Sweet Home Chicago. Yeah. I can do that, but I can't do Go Cubs Go. No. So. Maybe now, we get Nick Hall in here with Coach Kent Murphy again. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Hey, uh, tell Miller I said hello. We Thank will. you we for will. a great 2022, brother. Hey, happy new year to you, John. You're the best sports talk radio analyst in the in the town. I appreciate that. That's Ryan Nally right here. Joe's Grill in yeah. Castleton. Here's to a great ending of 2022 and a great start of 2023. We shall be back. All right. We got a little OT coming up after six, I believe, as well. Right, Kyle? Kyle's a short timer. His final day is coming up tomorrow. I was going to give him a segment tomorrow, but we'll talk it up with Kyle coming up after 6 o'clock. Pacers, Cavaliers, again, pregame show, bottom of the hour, 7 P's the tip, Gamers Fieldhouse. Cavaliers and the Pacers coming up later on tonight. 93.5107 by the fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection, you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Look at all those ding-dongs. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Man, what a great group we have here right now. Back in with Marley, everybody. We're jamming. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna's old tequila shots. I have not seen Ross and Alicia in a long time from Plainfield, but they're here right now. I know I'm going to hear from them coming up on Saturday, too. Again, that is the return of the JMV takeover, but it is the return. And we come back and announce our presence with authority on Saturday night because the New Year's Eve party is the best party on the radio you will ever hear. And I mean you will ever hear, certainly right now. I'll give you a great example. The, uh, the folks at SiriusXM, I think it's the Super, the 70s channel, they, do, they try to do a call-in, and it's not even close. Not even close. And what I'm going to do coming up on Saturday night is going to blow your party mind. You guys get to program the station. 
It's amazing in this era of radio where everything is programmed and playlist down to the last possible second. My man D. Wood and Sean Copeland that runs B105.7 has the audacity to turn me loose with you every single Saturday night and play what you want to hear. It is an absolute blast, and the New Year's Eve party is like no other New Year's Eve radio party you have ever heard. And it's coming at you again on Saturday, beginning at 6 p.m. And I say to be announced because I don't know when it will end. I know that we always go past midnight on New Year's Eve. But I don't know. We may go till 1, maybe 2. But we'll go as long as you guys are into it and having a good time. But that is your party destination on the radio. And again, it doesn't matter. If you're around here, you can get it B105.7. You can get it nationwide. We get calls and requests in from around the nation, from California, from Virginia, from Florida. And it's just really, it's a part of radio that, with the exception of all this technology, completely gets lost in the shuffle. And we're bringing it back, and we bring it back because I know this. There's one thing I know, it's radio. And I know that you love it. And it's another year the JMV Takeover, and we'll fire that up coming up on Saturday night, beginning at 6 o'clock. I better not. <laughs> the JMV Takeover New Year's Eve party on B105.7. All right, we got some extra time. If you guys want to work in some calls, you can. I don't know if we're going to do it. Anything goes wise. We can if you want. I just have some time, about six and a half minutes at 239-1070 for you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And then Kyle Unimark, who's a short timer, the rest of today and then tomorrow, and Kyle Unimark is moving on. We'll bring Kyle on the show coming up in the 6 o'clock hour as well. Also, take your calls at 239-1070. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, and a Tavern Tour all in one. Joe's Grill, Castleton, a little extra time coming up next on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy it floors to your home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.